Don't push it. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Let it go. Let it go. They drew first blood, not me. Look, Johnny. Let me come in and get you the hell out of there. They drew first blood. Hello Podcats and welcome to episode 35 of the Film 89 Podcast. Now as I'm sure some of you more keen-eared listeners have already worked out, I'm not your usual host Sky. It's Neil Gaskin and it's great to be back on the Good Ship Film 89 Podcast. And for this first time to find myself in the captain's chair. Now of course every captain needs a first mate. So I've steered my ship towards Thailand, where I've witnessed tonight's co-host take part in what I can only describe as a brutal and violent stick fight. Later on I would locate him working at a nearby Buddhist temple, earning a modest keep with some strange maintenance work. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my great pleasure to introduce my Marvel Episodes cohort, Mr. Richard Julia Roberts. Thank you very much. It's great to be back and it's very strange. Feels very much like we've got the uh, the keys to the sweet shop, but I'm sure it's going to go swimmingly. I think it's more like the idiots are running the asylum. <laughs> I, that. I, I thought I'd, I'd choose against that, but yeah. So just to put you at ease, Rich, I'm going to tell you a little story. Rich, there was once this sculptor, and he found a stone, a special stone. He dragged that stone home, and he worked on it for months until he finally finished it. When it was finished, he showed it to all his friends, and they said he had created a great masterpiece. But the sculptor, he didn't agree with him, Rich. He said that the statue was always there. He just chipped away at the rough edges, and that's how I feel tonight's show is going to go. Wow, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful, and I, I couldn't agree more. If you haven't already read the description of the podcast and seen the <laughs> photograph and it's not coming up on your, your iPod telling you what it is. And if you are still listening. And you're still listening and you've got through our hackneyed attempts and hints <laughs> of what the films are going to be about. Rich, why don't you tell the good listeners out there in Podland 
what we're going to be talking about tonight. Our main news this evening is going to be uh, the recent release, um, Rambo Last Blood, the fifth and probably final part of the Rambo franchise, but it would be remiss of us to even entertain talking about that film without at least mentioning the four films that came before. So we're going to start with mini-reviews of the first four films um, before we take that um, headlong dive into uh, Last Blood. Pin your ears back and enjoy. Right, so Rich, we're going to be having a vivid flashback now to 1982 to the first film in the series, First Blood. Rambo is something that, that sort of was always there. I grew up as a, a big Rocky fan, Sylvester Stallone fan, and I think probably the first film that I saw Rambo-wise uh, was Rambo 3. In 1982, I was um, I was one, so I wasn't watching it then. Um, so Rambo 3, I was... Uh, you know, I had the toy sets, I had the gun, I had the knife with the compass in the end of it, I had the um, the toy machine gun. It was something that I think really took off in, in the UK because I think we had Action Man and it was sort of, we were all sort of kids who played army and played war. Um, and I think the Rambo sort of was almost a personification of Action Man off the back of the, the cartoon series. So that's why children sort of appealed to children. And I was very much, um, Rambo 3 I'd, I'd seen at probably age of about 11. And I think I was probably mid-teens before I properly watched First Blood and First Blood Part 2, which is sounds sacrilegious now, but I think in order to appreciate it, I think you've got to be that sort of bit older. Um, so I was probably mid-teens when I first um, went back to the beginning and watched and watched First Blood, and it just blew me away, even even at that age. The first Blood for me is a bit of a sort of high point, because I've got this sort of weird habit of seeing films out of order. As a kid, I saw The Empire Strikes Back before I saw Star Wars. I saw Rocky 2 before Rocky 1, because Rocky 1 was out on rent at the mm. time, so my dad just got Rocky 2 and said he lost the first fight, catch up. <laughs> out of all the Bruce Lee films, I saw Enter the Dragon first. <laughs> so this was, like I think out of any franchise really, I think this is the first one I can think from my childhood that I actually saw in order. Right. At the time, it was a massive sort of Rocky fan. And I can remember it was like a sort of rainy sort of Saturday or Sunday afternoon and my uncle came over and brought over a copy of First Blood, which I would imagine... Knowing my uncle, and at the time, it was probably a pirated version. <laughs> and it was like literally like, oh yeah, this is like Rocky with guns type mm. thing. And even at the sort of young, I can't remember how old I would have been, I've probably been about sort of 10 or 11, I think. Even at that sort of young age, I realised there was a lot more to this film than just Rambo shooting people. Yeah, Hit me with some deets, man. Give me some details <laughs> about how this film came to be. So um, it's based on the book of the same name by David Morrell. That was released in 1972. And I think as you go... Uh, covered in your a fact file for the Film 89 site. It was quite a, a difficult journey to the screen. I think it was um, in and out of various different studios' hands and various different actors attached to it. And then with um, with Sylvester Stallone's success off the back of Rocky, I think that he obviously became heavily involved with it and had some issues with um, with the central character in the script uh, and wanted to make him um, more human, wanted to make his story more... Something more which more could, relatable. More, more relatable, yeah. So he, he wasn't just this killing machine. He wasn't just this, this, you know, this, this shell of a man that, that automatically kill. That version of it, the, 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 what Sylvester Stallone brought to it, I think is, was definitely the, the right way to go with it because, you, you know, as we'll come on to talk about, you've got that central character that you do right from the early stages when he first, when he first has his interactions with Teasel and you do have that, you, you feel sorry for him. You, you sort of automatically, you are sympathetic towards him and, and you know that throughout that, that film he's doing he's doing what he has to do to survive he's doing what he's been trained to do he's suffering mentally long before we ever really knew what ptsd was 
Um, he's suffering with all the flashbacks and, and, and all the conditioning that he's gone through. He doesn't want to be killing people. He just he just wants, you know, he wanted to go and see the last of his friends from the army that was still alive, uh, sadly finding out that, that he died. And he realises he's on his own. He's drifting from town to town. And all he wants is to get some food and have a quiet life. And he can't do that. And he's, he, he's almost forced into... Well, he is forced into the situation where he's hiding out in the woods and he's forced into harming the sheriff and the police that, that are pursuing him in order to just get his freedom and just get away. And he's, he's, he's locked in that battle. But all the while, he, you know, he doesn't want to be doing it. Yeah, I think this is a thing. Like you say, the book came out in 72, Morel's book. It's a very sort of different version. I think that it had been through 26 drafts by the time it got to Stallone. Passed through like various, I think Warner Brothers were the first studio to uh, own the rights to it. It was bought almost autom- automatically mm. about the book's release. It was quite a sort of big hit book anyway. But of course, with it being 72, it was just the Vietnam War was still ongoing in some mm. forms. And, you know, it not long sort of ended for a lot of the veterans returning back to America. That's how I feel with Rambo. By the time we get to 82, like you've already mentioned, Stallone's got, got his hands on it. And it's put a little bit more of a human spin on it yeah. and a little bit more of a relatable character. Yeah. But like you say, with that opening scene there, we've really got 10 years of where's Rambo been? Yeah. He's come back from Vietnam. Like you say, he's trying to track down uh, Baker Squadron. Yes, Baker Squadron, right, yeah. that was it one day. I was trying mm-hmm. to remember the name of the squad. <clears throat> the remaining members. And it's almost as if the little sort of backstory I always make up in my head is he's come home to his father's ranch where he keeps horses that we later find out. Yeah. He's tried to hold down various jobs and he just hasn't settled. Yeah. And like you say, it's quite sort of telling. He's still wearing the military boots. He's still wearing the the, uh, the cargo jacket, yeah. the um, American sort of army jacket. Carries his duffel bag with his name on. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like as if he can't let go yeah. of that one moment in his life. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's something that I think, like you say, with PTSD, at the time, it was like, well, he's gone mad because of war. Yeah. This film, I would say, is actually quite a telling factor in opening the door for people to understand that people who've been through traumatic experiences, not just war, but... We'll use that as an example. Yeah, yeah. People who've been through traumatic experiences do suffer with trying to sort of adapt to normal life after that. Absolutely. He's trying to cl- he's trying to track down you know the various ma- members. You know he finds out that basically one might still be alive, and he's quite he seems quite a happy, jovial man when you see him walking down that farm. He's he's, he's smiling, isn't he? He's I mean, smiling. It's, it's one of the only occasions yeah. that he's smiling in the series. But he's looking for family, isn't he? That's his family. Yeah. You know, is the the people that he served with. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for home. He's looking for family. Now, when he meets the lady putting the washing out on the line, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be... I think it's Delmore Barry and it is the, uh, the soldier. Mm. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be his wife or his mother. I, I took her that she was his mother. She looked older. She does look older, doesn't yeah. she? But when he first approaches her, she's quite sort of standoffish with him and quite, as you would be, some strange sort of drifter-looking yeah. guy, you know, comes up to you and starts asking you questions about your dead son. Yeah. She's quite standoffish with him, but Rambo... You know, he appears to sort of want to sort of instantly make out to her. It's all right, I'm your friend. Yeah. And he's like, he brings the photo out and he's joking about how, yeah. you know, Delmo was such a big guy, we had to put him at the back and, you know, yeah, and he's yeah. waffling away. There's two things I take from that is A, yeah, he's probably just trying to, you know, sort of come across as a friendly guy. And B, he's kind of used to people being shitty to him. Yeah. And you sort of think what's happened over these sort of years preceding yeah. now when he's been sort of... We don't really know where he's been. Yeah. Walking the, walk the lands, if mm. you like, doing a sort of forest camp and sort of travelling yeah. America. But you sort of get the impression that this isn't the first time yeah. that someone's been standoffish with him. Yeah, yeah. And that's sort of like nice little moment, I think, as well, when, when he sort of finally finds out that, you know, he's died of cancer and that's probably down to the age of orange and stuff yeah, that yeah. he was spraying in the palm and stuff. He gives her the photo, doesn't he? It's yes, almost he as if... It. I, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. You know, I've got no need for this anymore, yeah. you know? 
and it's something he wants to give her. He wants to make her feel better, doesn't he? He wants to, yeah. So he's showing that that sort of human side there, and it's it's he, he wants to sort of reassure her almost as well that that obviously she's very negative towards the army, the war, and all the rest of it. Because as you would be, as you yeah. would, of course. And and he's, I, I think he's trying to sort of offer as, as, as much of a comfort as he possibly can to say, look, it was hell, but he had some good friends. Yeah, 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 I think so as well. I think so very much. Um, and it's and and that in just you know just those few words just those few sentences that they exchange you learn an awful lot about John Rambo as as a man I think yeah. you know honourable and, and, and you know putting the feelings of, of, of this you know because he could as you say if this is the latest in a long line of people who basically told him where to go when he's approached them you know he'd be forgiven for sort of losing his head and and, and and meeting her with you know what have I got to do to get some respect or, you know but, but he's not like that at all he's he's really it's, sort of it's quite a strange sort of time in there I think for America I mean obviously we're only going on what we've seen on you know sort of TV and films but it does seem soldiers came home the boys came home from previous wars mm. and they were regarded as heroes yeah. these guys coming back from Vietnam obviously I'm not going to go too deep, deep into the politics yeah. behind it but it wasn't a war that America needed to be involved yeah. in. It was very much power play, if you like, for almost world domination, one, let's be honest, to sort of, you know, the, to take over the sort of communism that was running throughout the country and stuff like that. And then you've got the other side of it is America lost and Americans don't like losing. Yeah. So, you know, when you've got the sort of atrocities of Vietnam War, which I think when you look at what was happening in World War One, World War Two, yeah, you might have had showreels at a cinema, mm. But this was, I think, the first war when it was being being live directly yeah, yeah. to people's living rooms. Yeah. So, of course, you had the horrific sort of, like, you know, they're all baby killers and, yeah. you know, people setting fire to themselves and God yeah. knows what, like, you know. And then to come back to that, I mean, well, as we'll go on about later yeah. on, when he's on about people spitting at him as he landed on yeah, the airport, yeah. he's not getting the sort of hero's return that he wanted. Yeah. And the sort yeah. of at least seven or eight years that have preceded that, mm. he's pretty pretty much got shit on from every angle, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, massively. And then, you know, his first encounter with uh, with Teasel, and you almost sort of query him what 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 is what is Teasel's initial issue with him. I mean, he's yeah. obviously spots the the flag on his on his jacket and everything like that because he comments on on you know wearing a flag like that or wearing a badge like that. Yeah, which again, a very strange thing. You would imagine any time in America where someone would say you don't want to be wearing no. an American flag. But then, sort of re- reading into it, and of course, it's not it is now history, so we, we you know we, we're not well versed in it, I suppose. But there was a period sort of in the seventies, sort of the late sixties, seventies. There's people with long hair, there's sort of the hippie era and all the rest of it. And, and because that sort of generation and, 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 and uh, hippies and t- were against the, 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 the rule of law, but not the rule of law as such, but they were sort of um, authority then is what yeah, I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, fighting the man. Yeah. Stand up against the man. So there was this kind of view that, that from authority figures, from perhaps the police or certain elements of the police and the, and, 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 and the sheriff's department and things like that, that may have taken a, an automatic dim view of someone walking down the road the drifter kind of yeah. thing with the long hair, unshaven, not responsible, you know, an immediate judgment that's made. So possibly that was the initial, you know, it's a small town, Hope is a very small town. Do you know, a stranger. Hope, for the longest time, I thought that town was called Holiday Land because as he walks through the town, there's a big banner saying Holiday Land. Is there? And it's because, in a tradition of all great action films, the film set at Christmas. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Because when he's on the when when the sheriff's on the roof, you can see the the some of the Christmas lights and everything. Yeah, I just as a kid watching it, I just yeah. assumed that's America. You yeah. know, it's like Vegas. Everything's yeah. lit up and everything's bigger and better than you know where we're living. Yeah, basically. yeah. But it's actually set at the Christmas, and yeah. I have to say with the Holiday Land sign. Yeah. I say, but it's quite ironic. The town he finds himself in, where he gets immediately told to fuck off yeah. from, is called it's Hope. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's clearly a stranger, and we don't want strangers around here. That sort of and, and that was that sort of small small town mentality, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
um, and then compounded by the fact that he's a you know he's a vet. Well, straight away, you know, and from from clearly due to his age, it's going to be he's Vietnam. Well, interestingly, in the book, Morel's written Teasel's character as being um, uh, a veteran of the Korean War, ah, and that's right. what he's like his first problem, which yeah. I say is never alluded to in the film, but mm. that's his first problem. Yeah. Is like you know. You guys went over there, and now you're making a big song and dance yeah. about it. We did our bit. We just came yeah. back and we got jobs, you know yeah, that type yeah. of thing. So I suppose it is that sort of like you mm. say that sort of baby boomer type thing when mm. it's like a case of well, you know, get your damn haircut, boy, and get yeah, a job, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then I think you know we go from obviously so he's walking back in and, and he gets approached by we've got no reason to see any bad in in up until the point where he has the conversation. Clearly, well, you can, you can kind of see what Teasel's doing, can't you? You can you can kind of see. I mean, he's trying to sort of keep law and order in his small town, and mm. you get the impression that he sort of sees himself as being firm but fair. Yeah. While we're on the subject of Teasel, uh, Teasel as well. I mean, Brian Dennehy. Yeah, fucking yeah. owns this role. Yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. Brian Dennehy, you know, he pops up in other films, but for yeah. me, this is like if you ever yeah. mention Brian Dennehy, instantly Teasel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I also imagine him pulling his eyelid down with his glowing behind in cocoon. <laughs> but aside from that, which freaked me out as a kid. But yeah, but like, yeah, no, you're right, absolutely. Yeah. He's brilliant. We're jumping forward a little bit, you do see that that I think that he genuinely thinks that he's doing the right thing. I don't think he's being necessarily a bastard for the bastard's sake because later on when when Rambo is in custody and he's having a beating he's uncomfortable with that he, he sort of he initially what he you know he's not happy with now I don't know whether that's because they're going too far in their beating or and they can see the reaction or he thinks I know, think he's a guy that turns a blind eye to a lot of things yeah and like you say he picks him up takes him to the edge of town drops him off there there's a diner 30 miles down the road and then like you say when he's Rambo just basically turns around no I'm not having this yeah. and how much of this now is him fighting authority and how much of this is him reacting to I just found out my my friend's dead but, but, but the last bears, but, yeah. you know, bears a great sort of consequence Massively, I think, yeah. Yeah. because but, I think he thinks then well it's shit or bust now what, yeah I don't what, care what, yeah what have I got left now you know the last my last hope of catching up with a close friend is gone so there's nothing you can say or do to me that's gonna make me feel any worse than how I feel now. So fuck you! I'm gonna have some food in town. Yeah, I've got I've got to the point where I think with him, I think a lot of people do it when they're stuck in a situation and they sort of cling to something good is down mm. the road. And I think you know when you hear later on when he's talking about the you know sort of like the gang and you know what well, they you know the, the yeah. squad, they were all gonna drive this Chevy through Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Like they come back, life shit. Yeah. And then he's thinking, well, like shit, but if I can just get back with the old gang, yeah, everything yeah. will be good again. And then, like you say, it's been taken away again from yeah. the money. But anyway, we get the, the first the first sort of shot then, and that sort of iconic knife. Yes. And this is when you get the point when you think, this guy might be a little bit more than a drifter now. Because yeah. tell me, boy, what do you hunt with that? Yeah. Name it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they don't know yet that he's a Green Beret. They don't no. know. It's later on, isn't it? When, when, uh, when he's in the woods, they find that out. But yeah, at that point, they're sort of thinking... Perhaps you've picked the battle with the wrong uh, with the wrong guy here. So we get on then. We get to the police station. My experience of watching deputies was sort of Smokey and the Bandit and <laughs> yeah. Convoy and stuff like yeah. that. These guys, they're, they're a little bit sort of. I suppose for the British listeners, a little bit life on Mars, isn't they? They are a bit. Yeah, yeah. They don't play by the rules as such, do they? <laughs> yeah. So we get the we get that boy downstairs, mm. and he's been arrested for vagrancy. Yeah. So he's going to be up before the judge tomorrow. So we're going to clean him up and shave him. Now, I'd have thought, if you're arresting someone for vagrancy... Yeah, present him as a vagrant. <laughs> present him as a vagrant. He looks yeah. like a vagrant. I yeah. would have thought, you know, case closed, Your Honour. Yeah, yeah. But they decide they want to give him a little shave. This is where we first get the sort of, like, the telling factor, really, of what's going on inside yeah. him. You know, yeah. What's going on behind the eyes of Rambo. Yeah. First flashback. Now, with that flashback, uh, yeah, I'm sure you listeners will know that at any time, 
you know, we've mentioned it many times. We've all worked together in some capacity to, uh, many times. Uh, Sky and myself used to do night shifts, and quite often I would be, get quite tired, mm. and I would do loud, exaggerated yawns and turn them into Rambo cries. <laughs> but that bit for me, where you got Rambo tied up with a dodgy tash, what's that about? That well, I mean, seventies porn star it was tash, a proper handlebar, wasn't it? And he just cut him across the chair. I'm yeah. not going to do the cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so we get the first flashback, and obviously, like you say, from that point on, he just goes berserker mode, yeah. doesn't he? Well, it, yeah, he's, he's 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 kind of it's flicked the switcher now, isn't it? But I tell you, so I noticed this time. I say doing the rewatch because say we did the article, and then obviously we knew we were going to be doing this. When he's first being led into the station, he's already planning his escape. Yeah, he's clocking. He's clocking he's looking, everything. He's looking for yeah. the guns. He's looking for the exits. He's yeah. like, yeah, and I, I, I couldn't remember that bit, but yeah, yeah it shows the straight away you've got that sort of forward plan in there. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think at any time he's thinking I'll yeah. have a flashback yeah. and I'll go like Wolverine on fucking steroids. But yeah. he's, he's already thinking, how am I getting out of yeah. here? Isn't he? Because he doesn't trust them. Because he, I, I think he's, he's, he's automatically got a distrust because of the conversation he's had and the fact the way he's yeah. been treated. So it's a case of, well, you don't know who I am. No one knows I'm here. What's going to happen to me when I'm in that cell? And you kind of get the impression as well as his first rodeo. If he's been walking, yeah. if he's been walking through, you know, Jerkwater, USA, as uh, Troutman later puts it, <laughs> yeah. probably getting hassled by more than more than a few deputies along the way. Yeah. This isn't the first time he's ended up in front of a judge the following morning, yeah. is it? You yeah. know, and I think he's like you say, he's got the last days now where he was probably taking the shit off people, yeah, because he was thinking if he can get back with his buddies. But now, he'd, like yeah. you say, he's just got nothing to lose no. now, have he? No. So we're going to get on now. We're going to have that fight. Does he look like a train killer to you, or does he look like uh, Rocky Balboa throwing a few kicks? <laughs> he does look like Rocky Balboa throwing a few kicks. Yeah, there's, he's definitely more artful with a weapon than what he is. By all yeah, accounts, the, the the guys who played, including a young David Caruso, oh, really? <laughs> very young David Caruso, <laughs> said that it, he kind of came off as a bit of a jerk when they first met him because he wouldn't really associate with them. Yeah. And when they were doing rehearsals, he was quite sort of heavy-handed with them as well. And it was basically so he could get them to build up that resentment he was always yeah. method he was always yeah, yeah, method yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense but went to Summit Streams the one scene where you see him swipe the guy's legs who just seems to be walking in with some Christmas decorations that's right yeah. <laughs> and it goes down and break his nose yeah he really broke his nose yes I, I, yeah I've seen that before yeah. <laughs> so we get, we get the entire film this poor guy they will come up with later yeah. walking around the plaster on his nose because he actually got his nose broke by Rocky <laughs> well that's a claim to fame isn't it yeah what else did he do after that but yeah, so then we've got him, so he then obviously escapes and... and Get that great sort of motorbike scene. Great, which is great. It is really good, isn't it? And, he's, and again, Sloan doing a lot of his stunts for this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about 30% of the, the, the scenes with him. It is actually it. There's yeah. one scene when he goes through a garage. Yeah. And that's clearly... <laughs> yeah. That's clearly... It's slightly different stature of a man, isn't it? stunt man cutaway. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of it actually looks as if it is yeah, still yeah. riding it, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. From there, then we have him um, sort of arriving at the woods... And then we uh, we see just how um, just how useful his knife is because um, I love the the screw cap off the end of the uh, butt of the knife with the compass in it. Do you know my mate had one when I was a kid? A real knife, now. Oh, mine was a toy. Not a real knife. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know where he got it from. But we used to we used to go over the woods, and he would literally he had the little compass in the top. And but, it was, but the knife itself is actually. Um, it was uh, an idea that Sloan came up with. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that um, I, I think in the main book, obviously, he's got a, a hunting knife of mm. some variety. But Sloan came up with the idea that Rambo would be this type of guy who would have the compass and yeah, yeah. Uh, fishing hooks and stuff like yeah. that in there and stuff there. But it's actually uh, been designed and handcrafted by the late Jimmy Lyle, <laughs> who, who, who crafted knives, not just for film stars, but also presidents. Oh, including 
Kennedy and Carter. Ah. Quite why they needed knives, I don't know, but there we are. Yeah. It's weird, because this is the only film where you don't see Rambo with a bow and arrow. As much as people go on about Rambo with a bow, for me, if, if I think of Rambo straight away, I think of the knife. And, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? You you, In everything that follows, he's got... He hasn't got an endless supply. I mean, by the end of the saga, as we'll come to later, he does have an endless supply. But at this point, the the rawest part of it with him is that he is he's he's surviving off the land. He's surviving. On, he's making use of branches, trees, the landscape, using him and his knife, isn't he? That 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 is it. I mean, he he does we he does get hold of a, a gun a couple of times, doesn't he? When he um when he t- takes out one of the police officers early on, early doors, and and they send the dogs after him, and he shoots the dogs. So and he's firing at them, and he and it's more a distraction. Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. It? It's he, he's this the one thing with this. I mean, see, it seems to be almost something that has to be rammed home to make the character relatable is he doesn't really want to hurt anyone. I know that no. sounds strange when he's just wiped out half a police force with his bare hands. Yeah. But he's not trying to kill him. So to you or I, if we punch a guy in the face or push him through a plane glass window, we're thinking, I've seriously hurt that yeah. guy. To Rambo, this is like almost like a little shove like get away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because yeah, he knows he knows what he's capable yeah, of. Yeah. He knows that if he wanted to, he could yeah. like, you know, tear the man's throat down because yeah. we see it in later films. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't want to kill anybody, he just wants to get away. Yeah. I've always thought with Rambo, obviously with Stallone, it was almost like sort of a given, much like in Arnie's and other action stars of the area, that you have to get your top off. You have mm. to show your muscles. With this film, I don't think that's the case. I think it's it's more the case when he escapes and he's only got a vest on and then you see you get a great action sort of mm. sequence then where he's getting away from Teasel and the cars are rolling over yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. He finds that bit of canvas and it's like basically keeping him warm. But I think to me, it adds to the sort of claustrophobic and almost like when you're watching it, you almost feel cold. You can see how cold he is when he's actually there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's in the woods, and it's, it's it's in the woods. He's up in the state of Washington. We know it's, it's Christmas. Cold. We know it's Christmas. We know it's Christmas. <laughs> but it is. It's, he's going to be cold. So it's going to be bloody freezing. I mean, yeah. I know this was filmed in British Columbia around the same yeah, sort yeah. Of time of the year, anyway. So yeah. it must have been freezing. Like, but like you say, it, it adds to that sort of thing now of like that's almost sort of desperation because you can see he runs away and he gets he falls off the bike. He gets up the hill. He, yeah. And as he's running through the woods, it's almost like the adrenaline starts to drop, and mm. you can actually see. You know, yeah. the, the character start to freeze up, if yeah. you like. I mean, I imagine a lot of that's not method. I would imagine a lot of that's just, like, because Stallone was freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by all accounts, with that canvas, it was just a prop they just found. It wasn't, I always oh, thought okay. they were saying it was just, yeah, they actually found that in yeah. the woods. Stallone still owes it to this day. Oh, does he? Yeah. Loving the facts. Loving <laughs> keeps, the facts. Keeps out in the shed. <laughs> Next to the lawnmower and Rocky's boots. <laughs> We've got it. So he's in the woods, and obviously they're, they're now hunting him in the woods. We've got, I think, the the... As you say, he comes off the bike and he's, he, he climbs up and we've got that shot then with the sergeant in the helicopter. Galt. Yeah. Art Galt. So he's taking shots at him from the helicopter and, and, and Rambo finds himself on that sort of cliff face by his fingertips, sort of climbing along, climbing along. Galt really, you know, if he hadn't have sort of suffered that fall, then he really needs to go back to the range and do some uh, practice, didn't he? Because he was... He wasn't doing so well with his shots there. I suppose you're in a helicopter, you're pointing a high-powered rifle, emotions are running high. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose. But, but in any case... But in any case, I mean, like you say, when you look at that now, and this is something that perhaps today wouldn't look that spectacular mm. because we could CG it and mm. stuff like that. I mean, this was done pretty much for real. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then you've got like, you know, I say, all right, I'm granted Stallone's not really hanging off the mm. side of a mountain, but someone was. Yeah, yeah. And the stuntman who is Don Charles McGovern, who also substituted for him in the Rocky films and uh, most of the Rambo films as well oh, in the okay. early 80s. But uh, yeah, like you say, I think they filmed uh, three quarters of it with him sort of falling off and sort of doing the old backsplash on a crash mat type yeah, thing yeah. with cardboard boxes. 
the last third of the film is Stallone falling through that tree. Ah. And he actually broke two of his ribs. Did he? Yeah. Suffered for his art. Yeah, definitely. I've seen criticism of, oh, you know, he would never have sort of survived that fall and all the rest. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's, it's not as, it isn't as fantastical as what I remembered it being when I rewatched it recently. It was kind of, it was... But this is the beauty of non-CGI for me. Yeah. Because I watched Die Hard. Oh, I kind of know that John McClane can't jump off a building with a hose pipe <laughs> wrapped around him. But it seems almost believable. Yeah. Now, if I compare that to Skyscraper with a rock, yeah. where he was like sort of hanging off a building, it was three times the size of Nakatomi yeah. Towers, but it was definitely looking very CG. There's no panel yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you see the guy, and it's, you know, it's a real helicopter, yeah, it's a yeah. real guy falling off, it's a real tree they're falling yeah. into. Something about it, like you say, it takes the fantastical out of it, doesn't it? And you sort of think, all right, yeah, it's, yeah. it's stretching it a little yeah. bit. But, but by the same token, we already know that Rambo is this, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that that's not the first tree he's fallen from. Well, we've actually we've, we've skipped a bit in a police station, haven't we? They've already identified that he's, you know, goddamn Green Beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is, so we know that, that you know, it, it isn't beyond the realms of possibility for this... This guy to have actually done it, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So you, I don't think we waste any time... I don't think it pulls you out to the film at all. I don't think you waste any time thinking, well, that's too fantastical. I mean, the things that are to come later on. But it, it, it just it just, it just fits. And, and, and he's injured. I, I was going to say, and you've got that sort of payoff as well. Of he doesn't get up and sort of like make a, a, an Arnie type one line yeah. and sort of brush a bit of dust off him. I mean, it's a tree and then you hear, you know, you're still going, yeah. Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the pain. And it, yeah. it, it, it seems relatable. It seems yeah. real, you know? And, you, and you know that with with whatever injury he would have sustained, he's going to carry on and he's going to fight through that pain. It is yeah. just a case of it's not that he wasn't hurt by it. It wasn't. It wasn't that he wasn't affected by it. But he's gonna. It, it, he is gonna. He's gonna do his damnedest for that not to hinder well, him. Let's be honest. He's hiding behind a tree. His arms hanging off. Yeah. He's still got gold. Yeah. Get me lower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. He's trying to shoot. He's trying to. Still, yeah. trying to shoot him. He takes out the helicopter with a couple of rocks. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But again, does that seem daft to you, or does that seem? Slightly believable. It's not done in a fantastical way. It's not done. In, I mean, it's he not. Throws a couple of rocks. Yeah. The, the pilot, you know, he's, he's obviously fighting against wind. He loses control. Golf falls from a helicopter. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's not exploding helicopter. No, it's, it's not. not it's know, not. It's not. With he's, a not arrow. A, he's not shooting a cop car. It's careening up in yeah. the air and crashing into it or anything. No, you know? it's, it's it's for what the film is for the purpose of it. It it, it fits in with you know we want and, and he's he's surviving again, isn't he? He's he's grabbing whatever's around and he's just you know he's, he's chucking them and. He, and He's a good shot, obviously. So we get Galt fall, and again, Galt's fall is sort of done mm. quite slow motion. We yeah, got sort yeah. of, all right, we got the eighties ADR of like, oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh. But again, it's, yeah. it's quite sort of graphic, yeah. Isn't it? And um, you know, I've forgotten how sort of visual the sort of the, the mess that Galt's in when Rambo yeah. goes to him as well. Yeah. The one thing that always bothered me as a kid: why didn't he take his coat? Yeah, true. Watch it this. We're taking too long, maybe. I well, suppose. watch it this time. He does take the coat off. Oh, does he? And I worked out what the coat, what happens with the coat. What? When the dogs come after him, there's a scarecrow. Yes, he puts on the scarecrow, didn't he? He put, the, he put, he made, the, yeah, he made yeah. the scarecrow out of the coat. Yeah. So he might have been cold, but you know the kills come first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But again, we get the, the first sort of telling factor then with Rambo. Obviously, God's dead. Yeah. All the other deputies are still at the cliff face. You yeah. know, they start shooting a few times. He comes up. He's going to surrender. It looks like That's he's going to surrender. Yeah, but he does. He does. I'm sure he says, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, I, I, I no, nobody else has to die. Just I don't a, want. Yeah, just. Walk away, let, yeah. me, let me go. No, you know, what's he saying? Uh, one man's dead, no one else needs to be. Yeah, he, he's not killing anybody. Okay, Galt died, but that was... He didn't... He didn't. I don't think his intention was to kill Galt. His intention was to, to disrupt was, what he was doing. Stop shooting at me, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so now we've got one person dead, no one else has to die. Just leave me alone, go away, leave me alone. I don't mean any harm. I mean, obviously, then we come on to 
with him is sort of in the woods and slow. Yeah, it is, isn't it? He slowly but surely picks off each one of the. Now this as a kid. Ah, oh, there, there's there's the, like, it, the particular sequence where he, you've seen him sharpening the sticks. Well, you see, John again occurred to me. There's so much coming back to me now with this sort of repeat viewing, this recent viewing. It's very similar to Predator. Yeah, yeah. Or, or should I say, Predator is very, very similar, similar to, to First Blood. Yeah. But yeah, he's sort of like he's setting himself up a little sort of like almost like an attack zone. Isn't he? He, yeah. knows, he knows at this point they're, like, they're not going to leave him. Yeah. I mean, he must have known conceivably. I think it's more of a case of he's just thinking, I'll just go in the woods for a couple of weeks, I'll calm down and yeah. I'll give myself in. You know, I'll give myself into someone I can mm. trust type thing. You know, he doesn't trust going back to them, does yeah. he? I, think it's not, I don't think he's trying to get away. I think it's more a point of... Right, you guys have just tried to kill me. Yeah. You know, you were trying to, you fucked me up in the station. I'm going to sort of go and find somewhere. Maybe even go to like, go to Troutman. I don't know. Yeah. I'll say, like, I want to give myself in. Yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know whether he was thinking that he was going to hand himself in, but I think it was just, just get, get some space. He yeah. knows, he, he can survive on the terrain. He's going to bank on the fact that he's going to be far better equipped than what they are. So he's going to, he's going to lose them in the, in the woods. And, and, again, then, and again, we've got that little callback as well too. He doesn't want to be involved in this. No. He wants to get away from it. Yeah, he, he yeah. But it is that thing then, isn't it? That now, now he knows that he's, he's. It's not that he's so much cornered, but he's gonna have to bring the battle to them because he has to do them first before they leave him alone. Basically, yeah. yeah, he's gonna take him out of the equation. Like so, yeah. you've got you've got various different traps that he sets up. You obviously, as I, as I was. Now, this bit when you're watching it, um, I gotta be honest. A lot of the sort of big knock against a lot of action films is they're very sort of like, um, you know, CGI heavy yeah. or explosion. You know, if you go back mm. into the eighties and nineties, sort mm. of like just rely on explosions. This bit is Ted Kocher, marvellous job of oh, brilliant. this. Absolutely brilliant. This bit in the night time now when they're walking through the woods yeah. and he's picking them off one by one. Yeah. It is like something out of a horror film. You've yeah. even got the Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, you have, yeah. You've got the, the, sort of the great dog handler. My dog skin, was it? They can run and eat at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, never ate these trees. Kill a dog. We wouldn't get away with that nowadays, would we? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't we get wouldn't. away with that nowadays. But I think we're then getting a proper view of what he's capable of, the lengths that he can go to, and 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 how, you know, how well he will survive in the land because he knows how to use use the trees, use the undergrowth, all the rest of it in order to to pick everybody off. And he knows as well the likelihood is that the last person he's going to come into contact with is Teasel because Teasel isn't going to be leading the charge. Teasel's going to hang back as long as he has well, to. He's the commander, and he? Yeah. he knows how a military formation works. Yeah. So I suppose Teasel is going to be, like I say, with a Korean War background, never to. he's going to have that sort yeah. of uh, sort of techniques at hand, isn't he? Yeah. Now, like I say, a lot of people are saying, I always bring up with this. Yeah, he only he only kills one person, and you know, and stuff like that. And they say, "Oh yeah, but he went a bit hard on the other guys. He maimed them." And he, mm. but again, that is the ghetto close for me to Rambo. This is literally just me giving you a little yeah. shove or a little punch yeah. in the mouth. It's not. He knows exactly what to do that will that will stop them in their tracks, but not not kill them. I was going to say because with Caruso's character, Mitch, he comes up behind him and he stabs him in the back back of the leg with a knife. Yeah. If you notice with that, he actually catches him and lowers him to the floor as he does it. He doesn't just sort of stab That's right, him yeah. and sort of let him fall. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm not, I'm not condoning. I'm not, no, hey, no. Lives, not knives. <laughs> yeah. I'm not condoning stabbing any deputy in the leg. But it does show that sort of human element to yeah. him. Like you say, he doesn't let him fall. Yeah. He sort of like lowers him to the ground as he yeah. does it. I find a lot of times when you see and this Rambo as a character, definitely in the later films, becomes almost a blueprint for like a million sort of straight to VHS mm. knockoffs and you know major action films as well yeah but i find with this this is one of the rarest occasions where 
you get this one man army mm. taking out people, but he's not superhuman. Yeah. He doesn't disappear. You actually see him running off into the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's a lot better because you see, the bit when he takes out Mitch, and I think this next guy, uh, the I can't remember, you know, the tubby guy who was in Miami Voice, yeah, gets yeah. the gets the pins to the leg and stuff like. Yeah. You actually see him move away in the background. Yeah. He doesn't just disappear and like go into the shadows and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So you get a, you get a sort of almost sort of again a sort of tense sort of like atmospheric sort of shot, mm. but you also get that sort of realistic feel of. Yeah, he's not bulletproof. He, yeah. You know, he's not an injure. He's not going yeah. to go up in a puff of smoke. He's not Batman. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it, for me, that's. I think it's one of the greatest action scenes ever made. Mm. It doesn't rely to... It's so basic. It's so down and dirty. Yeah. But you instantly get the impression... You can go for your later films. Let's say the later Rambo films, definitely the Arnie films, where it's spectacular, where you yeah. get like John Matrix running through your yeah. compound and taking out 3,000 people. Yeah. I, hey, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. But for me, this one particular scene yeah. is probably the best action it's scene It's human ever. and raw, yeah. that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then you obviously then we, we get to the point then when he gets hold of Teasel and holds a knife up to his throat. And he... Perfect opportunity then. Just take the knife, take the blade across his throat, isn't it? That's but he doesn't. Happened. You know, and let it go. He's saying it again, isn't he? Because he, he, he says, doesn't he? He says to him, you know, don't push it or I'll give you a war you won't believe. Oh. He's, he's giving him that again. Leave me alone. Do you know every time? Every time I have an argument with a cashier, <laughs> <laughs> I have to bite my tongue just to say, "Don't push it." I'm giving you a war you won't believe. Yeah, but, but it's it a three that, for two. It? it is. It is that. It is. It is. It is in what for the last time. Leave me alone. Yeah, just get away from me. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what I'm capable of. I've yeah. shown you. What, I've shown you a glimpse of what I can yeah. do. And of course, then we've got him. He sort of he, he disappears off into the mine, doesn't he? And then the, the balloon goes up now. Yeah. And again, when you go say with the Americans sort of thing, you get the sort of state and county police, yeah. and state police. These, I think it's the state troopers that come in now. That's right. Yeah. National Guard come in. And yeah, everything. and they want to take over. And of course, Trackman. Now we've got the, we finally got. Well, Trackman actually comes into it this film, later than what I remembered. It yeah, was, I was going to say yeah because I, I I sort of pictured it within sort of ten minutes. I mean, yeah. the, the the thing is with this film, and pretty much with all the Rambo films. There's not a lot of build-up to the action. It's like straight into the action. And this one pretty much jumps straight in. Yeah, yeah. Within the first 10 minutes, we know where we're going with this. Yeah. But you say you get the state police come in. Right. Now, in certain films, you get characters. I don't know. We got we a character who turns up for a very short space of time, but becomes almost iconic. Mm. And you've got Bill McKinney, state police chief Dave Kern. And he's talking in the tent just before Troutman's <laughs> entry. Yes. And like, they come in and they say, uh, oh, uh, Will, some, some of the deputies are kind of rough on him. And he just turns around and just goes, assholes! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's embedded in my head now. Yeah. Every time someone is describing a group of people that say wrong, I just hear them <laughs> just going, just assholes! <laughs> But then you say we get Troutman's, well, introduction. Yeah. We're not dropping any facts that no one knows, but quite late in the game, Richard Crenner really made this role his own. Oh, but he came in on three days' notice, didn't he? It's crazy. I've heard various stories about who was supposed to play him. Yeah. I know after Burt Reynolds died, Stallone was sort of alluding to the fact, because they did that classic film in 2003 called Driven. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's coming up, Rich. It's going to be our <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> But obviously, yeah, quite a close working relationship. But like I was slow to actually talk to Burt Reynolds about being Troutman. Right, they okay. also often leave Marvin. Like I see, yeah, yeah. like Burt Reynolds at the time. Yeah. I don't know. He would have been a bit young for it. I would have, I would have said. Well, I suppose he would have been sort of like forty-ish. Yeah, yeah but even of, then, I would say. But I would say smoking the bandits. You yeah, know, sort of age. He could have been, you know, the sort of more mature sort of. Could character. have played. I could, he could have played could, a bit older. I was going to. No, but the thing is, we're thinking of Troutman as being an older character because yeah. Krenner plays it. Yeah, you know, yeah, fits into that role. But I suppose you could, 
you could have a battalion that's led by a guy who's got five years more experience yeah, than everyone yeah. else, couldn't you? So I could yeah. see Bert Reynolds doing it. Mm. Lee Marvin, definitely. Yeah. Lee Marvin could do no wrong. Lee Marvin would have owned the show. Mm. But most importantly, Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Now, Kirk Douglas actually turned up on set for this, didn't he? And if you go on YouTube, and I'm, I'm sure we can put a link up or something, if you go on YouTube, there's a good uh, interview with the director of this film, Ted Coacher, where he goes into uh, the details about why Kirk Douglas <laughs> <laughs> ended up walking off the set. And by all accounts, Kirk Douglas speaks about himself in, in the, the third, third person. person. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point during the development, he turned up, he signed up to do the film, and then he came with a list of, well, let's say, clip notes about how Troutman should be more of a central role. And <laughs> would frequently say things like, he'd hear a line, he'd go, that's a great line, but the sheriff doesn't say that. Kirk Douglas says that. <laughs> and at the ending that Kirk Douglas wanted was Rambo killing Teasel, leaving the town, and then getting taken out by a lone bullet, only to reveal Kirk Douglas is Troutman. Yeah. pull up next to him and then put Rambo's headband on and drive off there's also rumours that he wanted to tie Rambo's corpse to the front of the car oh dear I think at this stage and don't get me wrong Kirk Douglas living legend absolutely Hollywood royalty still yeah. alive to this day 100 million years old yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank god he wasn't trying let's just say we were coming out of the 70s yeah. <laughs> I think there might have been some shrooms going on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah Richard Crenna now Richard Crenna I, I can't really recall seeing Richard I've seen Richard Crenna in Rambo films yeah I, I, I can't I can't really think of anything else I've no, seen him in. No, he is Trackman, he was Trackman, he'll forever be Trackman when he is that. He's... But it's interesting, they seem to be looking for these big names to be Trackman, mm. and at the last minute they get, I'm not going to say a nobody, because that's probably doing the late, great Richard Crenna yeah. a very big disservice, but like, let's just say an unknown. Yeah. Someone who just comes in, very sort of William Shatner-esque, yeah. I'll give him that, but completely owns the role. Absolutely, and you and you straight away, when, when Rambo's been faced with, with everything he's been faced with, you, you trust... Troutman straight away. There's no question that he's going to double cross him. There's no you don't get anything about him that he's going to sell Rambo out. He knows Rambo better than anybody else. And again, and, that's another major change from the book, isn't it? Yeah. I say at this point, I think Troutman was sort of like in the novel was trying to sort of hunt down his mistake, basically. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he just he sold it straight away. You're almost sympathetic with with the police now. The state well, police, because I mean, you're thinking when you look at the state police, it's one or two people making bad mistakes. Mm. But like now, everyone's dragged yeah. into, into their mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you're thinking, just listen to Trackman. Whatever you do, just listen to what he's got to say because what he's saying is right. We know what what he said is right, but of course, they don't listen to him. But he turns up. He's wearing a long trench coat. Yeah. Supposedly because he was still wearing Kirk Douglas's outfit underneath. Really? That's how late in the day it was. So they put the trench coat on it because by all accounts, he's a little bit taller than Kirk ah, Douglas. Right. Okay. But of course he comes up with that marvellous speech, because this is like almost a running theme throughout the Rambo series now from one to four. Troutman, I've got to be honest, if I ever wanted a hype man, yeah, yeah. he would be my promoter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but he comes up with, what are we going to do it? Let's do the speech. Come on now. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare, with a man who's the best, with guns, with knives, with his bit hands. <laughs> a man who's been trained to ignore pain, to ignore weather, to live off a land. Eat things that make a billy go puke. In Vietnam, his job was to dispose of enemy personnel. To kill. Period. Win by attrition. Well, Rambo was the best. <laughs> and at what, at what point does he say, God didn't make Rambo, I did. That is, that is tremendous. He's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I found him, I trained him, <laughs> yeah. I kept him for three years. That makes him mine. <laughs> I think you have that, that, that moment there because obviously he's, he's in the mine. There's been the explosion, so he's trapped in the mine. 
Well, interestingly, like I say with this, it was supposed to be a much longer cut, wasn't it? I think yeah. the first cut was about three and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. And the bit with the mine, I think a huge segment was cut out in that part because it was supposed to be a lot of flashback then to sort of right. Vietnam and Saigon. Yeah, with the and I think it was going yeah. more like a sort of, sort of deer hunter-esque yeah. thing where you'd be having flashbacks of long periods of yeah. a story forming. Yeah. For me, th- this film doesn't really need it. It doesn't. It, 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 it's a well-thought-out thought, fit, thought out film. And you're... you're you're living it with him. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I think the fact that it's happening more sort of like we say, almost real time. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it they, they are. There's, there's, there's. It adds to the time jumps, but every they are then long, long sequences whereby it's happening yeah. sort of in real time. I, I mean, I'd love to see if if, if if they ever brought out. I mean, I know at the time Stallone tried to buy the film back because he wanted it destroyed. He despised it that much. Oh, right. I mean, if they ever brought out like a special feature or you yeah. know, you know, a, a it would be interesting. Feature, to see. It'd be interesting to see a three-hour cut of yeah. first blood. I'd be, I'd be quite happy to sit there and give that a go, but I don't know if that still exists now. But then you obviously then you got that moment then when Troutman speaks to him. I think there's that there's the look on on Rambo's face and that, that, that there's the sort of the like the vulnerability. You know, he, he sort of you realise that then someone's here to help him. But do you know what I've always thought with that as well? Does he think he's going insane when he first hears that on the uh, Troutman's voice in the radio? He probably does. Because he, he kind of looks, he kind of looks at the radio first of all. And it's almost as if like, is this real? Well, it's going to be the last person he expects to hear, isn't it? Yeah, Let's it's like, it. you sort of get the impression. Like you see, he's having these sort of vivid flashbacks yeah. and these psychotic episodes, basically. And at that point, I think he's even doubting whether he's because mm. like Trumpman has to go through and name all the Baker Squad, doesn't he? Yeah. Before he really wins his trust. Yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, if he was my imaginary friend, I would expect he would know everything I would know. Yeah. Tyler, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's almost as if he's like sort of like sort of doubting himself there, yeah. his own sanity. Because I say I know in the original thing it was going to be the Vietnam flashbacks, and I think it ended with him meeting someone or hooking up with a girl in Vietnam or something, and it was cutting back to him crying when. Yeah. as if like he probably hadn't felt the love of yeah. a good woman since he got back on American Shore. <laughs> but you see, you get Troutman comes back, and you know again. So I never noticed before. Trump has been keeping tabs on Rambo all these years. Yeah. Because he says to Teasel, he says, just let him go. Mm. Yeah. And he says, in two, three weeks, we'll pick him up working in a car wash or yes. something. The end tirade. Exactly. When he says about, yeah. I can't even get a job working cars in a car wash. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously had concerns about yeah. John, I think, and has kept tabs yeah. on him. But I think the last, least the last sort of 12, 18 months, he's just resigned himself to the fact that he's become like a drifter mm. bum now and he's, yeah. he's no threat to anyone type yeah. thing. I always sort of associated Troutman with, like I say, the hype man thing. But in this particular first film, like you say, it's almost as if it's like, God, what have I created? Yeah. Because I, mean, I was still in the commentary for it, compares himself to Frankenstein's monster. Mm. And he says that Troutman is Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. you know? And, well, he has come, yeah, and, and that that is... Although he does it far more sensitively and and far more father figure type in the film than the book, he is definitely there to rein in his is what he's yeah. created, yeah, uh, and to try and prevent what he what he knows is going to happen in the end. Well, you can tell, can you? He's almost sort of torn between: do I just cut him dry and just let him go, mm-hmm. or do I try and fix my mistakes? Yeah, and I think it's Teasel that actually convinces him more to try and help Rambo, yeah, because he realizes now when he's that a lot of people you know, we get a great line. There's going to be, you need one thing, good supply of body bags. <laughs> yeah. But prior to that, he's also, he's just clicked to the point now of, oh, you're not going to arrest him. Yeah. You're going to kill him. Yeah. Because he comes out with that, doesn't he? That'll look great on his gravestone, mm. you know, three times Congressional yeah, Medal yeah. of Honor. Killed in Jerkwater, USA. Yeah. For yeah. vagrancy. Yeah. I'd always taken that as more a sort of insult to his training, but I think it's now a case of more of, what have I done to this poor guy? Yeah. You know, what, what's this guy What's this guy been through? Yeah. And again, Troutman's a military man. He's probably mm. been military all his life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got to be 
I mean, even looking at Krenner in this, he's got to be late forties, early fifties. The yeah. character, not yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. So he's, you know, he's pushing it. You know, he's riding a desk at Fort Bragg. Yeah. But he's never really left the military, has yeah, he? Yeah. No. So you know, he's always got that sort of secure sort of comforter, like of you know the military mm. family, if you like. Yeah. Whereas John's come in, done his job, and and just been cast to the world, yeah. hasn't he? So yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a major sort of factor mm. there. Yeah. So in, to sort of get into the final sort of uh, well, we get the national phase ga- of it now. No, we get the national guard first. We oh, we do. Of course, we do. Right now, a lot of people knock this. Because we get another one of these standout car- characters. This is Lieutenant Clinton Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. So you get the National Guard turn up, and they, they are just the epitome of weekend warriors, aren't they? Yeah. Now, a lot of people knock this scene, and they see that the sort of humour of it takes them out of the film. I don't think so, right? Because they're, then, then they're not trained to the level that everyone else... They're, it is kind of... It's, again, it's real, isn't it? Or... I like to think that if you and I were called up and given 12 weeks training a year or something like that, we probably would think that we were like Baker Squadron. Yeah. But then we would get to the situation where someone was just randomly firing above our head yeah. and we'd be cowering in a Yeah, ditch. absolutely. And you know, you know, Lieutenant Sky would be saying to us, you know, get over that ridge. Yeah. And we'd be going, fuck that, I've got to open the chemist tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So for me, it kind of works. Yeah, it does. I think it does. But we get that huge explosion. Yeah. Mine shaft collapses. Yeah. End of sports. He's gone. Mm. Troutman, that little look at his face when he yeah. gets up there, he knows. Yeah. He knows his boy's still alive. Yeah. And I think at this point now, Troutman's thinking, right, I'll find him in a yeah. car wash in two, three weeks' time. Because yeah. the, the thing seems to be, I mean, Teasel sort of turns around later and sort of says, you knew he was still alive, yeah. you know, and you you just, you know. I don't think he was letting Rambo escape. I think, no. I think he was more, this is for the best now, because... Yeah. He can go away. I'll pick him up in a car yeah. wash in two, three weeks' time, and all you guys get to live. Yeah, no more casualties. We, I'll, yeah. I'll find, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that as well. But of course, it doesn't you, happen. No, he goes. He goes through. He goes through the mine. Yeah, takes on some rats. In the books, they were bats, but they couldn't have rat, They couldn't have oh, rats. And that goes. That I'm. I'm not a fan of rats. Rich, at all. let me put your mind at ease by hitting you up with some more factoids. Go on. They're not real rats. Are they not? They're pet tame rats that are white. Many of them were just household um, sort of pet mice, if you like, and had to be dyed brown to look like rats. Really? And it's one of the few films that has in its credits a credited rat handler. Never. <laughs> a rat handler. But you know, I did see that. I did see that. But I, um, well, ra- I'm sorry, domestic rats or not, I, I, I don't want them in water climbing all over me. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's willing to go the extra mile also. Massively, isn't he? yeah. And, and that was, yeah, that, that gave me goosebumps and hairs on the back of my neck. I didn't like, I, I never liked that sequence. And, you get that great sort of like sort of Jerry Goldsmith. We haven't talked enough about the soundtrack yet, but yeah. the, the score there is with Jerry Goldsmith. I mean, this bit now when he's coming, when he's going through there, yeah, that sort of feeling of tension, like you say, it's, the whole film feels claustrophobic anyway. But this part, yeah, literally, you're catching your breath watching. Yeah. You see, you throw rats into the equation, yeah. and it's not just a jokey way. It's not Indiana Jones. It's no, not. It's, you not. Know, it's, it's it's very sort of like you think, shit. Yeah. I would hate to be there. Right yeah, now. oh, massively. He gets out. Finds himself a military wagon. He does. One, one just happens to be passing by. We get one bit of sense of humour from yeah. Rambo, yeah? Yeah, which I had not picked up on. I love this. He gets in a lorry. He's got the scared soldier next to him who's yeah. panicking. I can't remember his name. He's like, And he says, don't look at me. Look at the road. <laughs> That's how accidents happen. That works for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get on to Rambo 3 later and I'll yeah. tell you all the things that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think his intention is now? He goes back to, uh, to Hope now. By now, the town's under siege, if you like. They've they've realised that Rambo's still going. Again, we always talk about it being one kill. Mm. He rams two police cars off the road. One of the cars crashes into a park car that blows up. So he, yeah. might, he might have killed one more. He may than, well have killed one he more. Might, he might have killed at least yeah. one more deputy. I what think, do you think his intentions are? Because 
to me now, by this stage, I don't think he's planning on firing over Teasel's head. No, I think I think it's got to the point now where he's realised there's possibly only one real way out of this. Do you think he's going for suicide by cop? I think he's coming to the point where he's realising it. You know, that my chances of getting out of here on my own terms are diminishing by the second. Slim so to none. I think it's, a, it's going to be in a bag. I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah. But I want to be in control of it. Yeah, I think personally speaking with this, I mean, some of this bits now. You say when he goes in and shoots the town up and blows the garage mm. up. Again, practical effects. Yeah. Working beautifully. Absolutely. I mean, it yeah. looks tremendous. Yeah, it Even does. to this day, it looks tremendous. I see where that garage blows up. There's a, a time cost between that and yeah. Robocop about garages blowing up, but I like a good garage explosion. That yeah. looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it does. It looks tremendous. This was at a time when you were a kid and you saw him go into that sporting goods shop. Yeah. There's every imaginable weapon yeah. in there. And he knows what he's looking for as well, doesn't he? Because he's pulling the boxes off. He's really sort of... He's, he's, he knows what he wants. Well, he's had a, bit, he's had a stroke of luck because he's thrown Nathan R. Johnson or whatever his name is out of the lorry anyway. Yeah. And in the back of it, he's got a big motherfucking M60 yes, machine yes. gun. Yeah, he has, yeah. Regular listeners of this podcast will know I'm quite, fan, I'm quite fond of Rocky. I, I don't think we've mentioned it. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. But growing up, the post that I had on my bedroom wall was the film poster from this. With him holding that. With him holding that M60. Yeah. But yeah, say going back into the town now, it could be looked at as random acts of violence or it could be looked at he's trying to make everyone look in various directions mm. so he can get the Teasel and I think that's more what he's going to yeah. do. I think, he's gonna, I think his plan is to kill Teasel mm. or be killed by him or be yeah. killed as a result of killing him. Yeah, he, he wants he wants that confrontation with Teasel because he gave Teasel... Teasel started it. He's had the, he's given him the the hint in the woods. He's told him. Leave I'll be me alone. Oh, you won't believe. Yeah. So now I think he, it's a case of I did say, and and now it's now you're gonna have it. Now amazingly, all the other towns police staff seem to be elsewhere at the time. It's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Teasel's on the night shift. He's on his own. Yeah. But this is when we get his first sort of hint for me of military training. When he thinks, if you're coming to get me, I'm going up on a roof. I'm going yeah. to pick you off as you're coming. Yeah. But once he gets on top of that roof and he sees the carnage, this almost like 360 around him. Yeah. Do you think this is the first time that we get a, a sort of flashback to the Korean War from Teasel? Because to me, when he drops to his knees, there's a little bit of hyperventilation going on there. There is a bit. And I think he also realises, I think that's the point that he realises, I don't think I'm going to get out of this alive. Yeah. I'm no longer... He's always felt that he's in control of it. This vagrant, this person, as time has gone on, even at that moment, perhaps there was a bit of him as well that he thought that there was the honour in it with, with Rambo. Well, he's, he's never given up control either. If you no. look at me, like Teasel's like... I say he's like the, the sort of county law, mm. isn't he? You've got the state troopers who've come in, yeah. you know, have tried to, you know, Kern, yeah. have tried to take over. And he's like, no, this is my fucking show. Yeah. I'm, you know, this is my town, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. And I think at this point, when he's up on the roof, he thinks, maybe, yeah. maybe I should let the army get involved a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's bitten off more than he can chew. Yeah. But of course, we get into the station then. It strikes me, I'm sort of like, usually when you build up to an action film, you have the sort of like, the hero, or in this case, the anti-hero, against the bad guy, aka the good guy. Mm. It's hard to judge who's the good and who's bad. Yeah, really, yeah. Isn't it? You usually have like a sort of big show-off gunfight, or, you know, sort of like, damn it, let's throw our knives down and yeah. go for this mano a mano. It's very, yeah. very straightforward. It is yeah. exactly pretty much what would happen. I walk into the station, oh, I'm saying I, I Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo walks in. Literally, almost instantly spots, oh, he's on the roof because he's left the fucking attic. Yes. Hatch hanging down with a ladder yeah. on it. Schoolboy era. There's a skylight. Yeah. Let's just fire this gun yeah. up in the air. And watch you come through the ceiling. Yeah. So then we got Teaser laid on the floor. Go ahead. Finish it. Yeah. Is he going to finish him? Doesn't seem to want to, does he? 
And again, because you've come back to it, because I think there's the honour in it as well, and it's 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 he's, he's no threat to him anymore, is he? To me, Rambo has won the game. Yeah. If you like, it's like we're having a game of chess. You've yeah. put all your pieces out on the board. Yeah. You know, he's won. Yeah. Teasel's you know probably pretty faintly injured. Let's yeah. be honest, because yeah. he's been shot up through the feet. Yeah. I would imagine. And it's a hell of a fall as well. I good... would imagine there's a little bit of groinage yeah. involved there as well. Like we say, he's fallen a good sort of twenty foot through a mm. skylight. The chances of survival are pretty slim. Yeah, pretty slim anyway. Yeah. But Rambo doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. That and and you don't. Think I think. He, I think it's the first time when he realizes shit. Well, and, die, it, yeah? and and obviously there's there's the alternate ending which we'll have a quick uh, quick uh, discussion about. But I think at that point he's there is also that you don't get the vi- you, I don't get the feeling that he's thinking to himself. Well, he's going to die and he's going to die a slow, painful death. You don't get. He's not getting any pleasure out of it. He is someone I think that would put him out of his misery. Rather than, um, rather than let him sort of die slowly in 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 complete agony, but of course then. Percy speaking, I think he was just going to leave him there. What to die slowly? I think he was going to let fate decide. Right. I don't think he was. The, I don't think he would have left him there to die slowly as a sort of benevolent, a benevolent mm. sort of move. I think it was more a case of, I've won. Yeah. You've lost. I'm going to walk out of here. But let's face it. You know, half the time's on fire. Um, the, the police, the, the local police, are, they, they, they're going to be back there very soon, aren't they? They're gonna yeah, be, yeah. Gonna, there's a good chance of him being found as well. Yeah, I'm very saying, soon, yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, Trackman comes, Trackman appears in the way. John! Yeah. John, this is going to end, John! <laughs> <laughs> but we have, we, we have that, that, that moment then, which I think is so underrated with Sylvester Stallone's performance. You, he gets pigeonholed as sort of like this dumb action star and, and this as you, as you know I've made virtually a career <laughs> <laughs> on a champion the sort of acting shops and yeah. I mean if you look at this now with Rambo yeah Rocky again he's, he's won an yeah. Oscar for best screenplay he's nominated yeah, for best yeah. actor his films after that have all flopped yeah he does Rocky 2 well, he's back. He's yeah, back yeah. on top of the world again. Yeah. I mean, the films that come after that. I mean, some of these films. Yeah. Okay. Paradise Alley. I've seen. It's mm. not great. Fist. I found fucking. I've never seen it. Boring. I watched it mm. when I was a kid. When I was trying to do everything yeah. in Stone. I've never seen it since. Night Hawks. Yeah. It's a Stone Cold classic. <laughs> that really doesn't get enough praise. It's a future app. Oh, mate! I'm appealing to everyone who's listening to this. If you've not seen Night Hawks, please go. Please go and watch it. But then we've got uh, Escape to Victory, or yeah. Victory as it's known universally, which yeah. again, I don't think is a bad film. I haven't seen that for many, many years, but it was, you know... It was a fun sort of yeah. you know, bank holiday film for us. One of those Over the top. Kids, you know, oh, yeah, that came after, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, the but point he had being, done the classic rhinestone with oh, Dolly Parton as well. <laughs> but it, but the, the point was, we've got this... It's done so well that you we're, we're with him throughout, aren't we? We're, we're seeing it from his point of view and we're with him. But this speech now just completely, you know, he's broken. He's completely broken. And he sells the, the impact of war, the impact of what it... He is describing PTSD. He is he's showing what a completely he's broken... He's back there, isn't he? He starts telling yeah. the story. He's back there. Well, when he's, when it, when, when he's saying about his, um, about his friend having his shoes shined and then... It's the human in you know. It's the human yeah. in 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 the soldier, isn't it? But you say superbly acted by Stallone. Yeah, absolutely. And I say I know it's again. It's almost a thing. All right, Stallone's got a bit of a you know sort of speech. I'm not going to say impediment, but he he's got partial facial paralysis, yeah. hasn't he? And he has got to be sort of distinctive tone to his yeah, voice. Yeah. I say he slurs some of his words. His mouth doesn't form yeah, words yeah. properly. But at this point, it works perfectly. We sob in. Yeah. And I can remember as a kid, we used to all sort of like joke yeah. around about it. But when you watch it back now, yeah, I it's mean, not it's it, not Rocky it, crying over Mickey. It's someone having a meltdown. Yeah, it's completely. someone having a meltdown and literally 
every sentence, every memory, every word yeah. is just blending into one. Yeah. You know, when you say you get you get back to the story, then about the shoes shine, yeah. you know, you know, with the guy's legs coming off, you're yeah. trying to hold him together. You know, but for the like first that. time, he's run. Not it's not the first time he's run all, but but he, he he sort of. This is probably one of the first times he's let it all out. And I think it's the first time the Troutman's really seen. Yeah. This isn't. My boy just haven't got a chip on his shoulder. My yeah. boy needs help. Yeah. Well, he pulls him in, doesn't he? He's down in the. He's down on on, yeah, on his knees. Like a fetal position. In a fetal yeah. position, and he pulls Troutman into him to help. You know, feel, yeah. And if, help you notice, me. if you notice with Troutman as well, Troutman's a little bit uneasy to hug. Yeah, he is. Yeah. With, well, I mean, you know, think of the, the, the. I get the impression with Troutman, he's got a daughter that he sees fleetingly. She goes to an academy. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. She comes. She comes over yeah. the summer for two weeks. Yeah. At, at a Christmas. Yeah. If he's not away at war. But he. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's definitely. He's not. You know. He's from an era where where dads didn't hug their sons yeah, and all that. Men were men, yeah. You know, and he's and again he's trained these men, yeah. these boys, because like let's be honest, I mean Rambo would have been seventeen, eighteen yeah, when he yeah. went to Vietnam. I mean the average age was the nineteen, I've heard. Yeah, but you know he's taking these young boys yeah. and f- you know not just turning them into men, he's turning them into elite killing machines. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's heart. It's absolutely heartbreaking to watch. It is. It's. It's. It's done. It's done. And so for well. me, as much as I say, as much as. If there was a sort of alternate cut or director's cut, if you like, yeah. a three-hour long, I'd love to see that. Yeah. But watching this film now, which you've got a runtime of those 92 minutes Something or so, like that, yeah. you know, it's so compact and it's so well done and like, the action pace is so frenetic. Yeah. But all the way through, you're getting little glimpses of, like you say, up until that point, it does seem as if, like, I went to war, I had a shit mm-hmm. time, I've come back home, yeah. everyone's been shit to me. Yeah. Yeah? Some king shit cop yeah, wouldn't yeah, even yeah. let me get something to eat, like... Yeah. There is that sort of air of sort of almost arrogance about him, mm. but then when you see him now going into the breakdown and yeah. and again realizing not just the sort of impact of it, how yeah. useless he feels. Like he's saying, you know, back there I could drive a tank, I could yeah. fly a helicopter over here, I can't get a job. Yeah, I'm fucking cars, like you know. Yeah, completely worthless. You know, to have been someone who's probably, or as we later find out, much, much, much later, mm. just like a sort of farm boy, if you like, yeah. who's come from like you know Arizona. Yeah. To end up becoming almost finding his role in life, yeah. you know, through whatever means, but yeah. finding importance, finding self worth, you yeah. know, finding a sort of almost a, a sort of self respect for himself yeah. that he can be all he can be, the yeah. American dream and all that. Yeah. He's come back and been shit on to this degree, and then yeah. say on top of that, then the loss of a whole support unit yeah. around him gone as well. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's for me, it's a bit of an active master yeah. class. It is, it's, it's fantastic, and I think that. In the one of the differences within the book, one of the many differences from the book is that um, Trackman kills him in the book. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a you know, and it isn't as you say the relationship isn't so close. There isn't that that father son. Yeah, it's more more sort of a reason why mistakes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Totally. And and I, there's a there's a you know there is the the deleted ending, the alternative ending, which which is a which is on YouTube, whereby. Um, John Rambo dies at the end. Yeah, he sw- but the difference being he swipes at the gun, then he? he does it almost like Troutman doesn't want to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, he sort book, of forces Troutman in the, in the yeah. book. He sort of says, "I want you to end me." Yeah, and he's yeah, he ends him. Yeah, enough. but then we have that obviously at the time not knowing there was going to be any sequels, but that you've got that ending for Rambo, which is that tiny glimmer of he's got it all. He's he, he, he's spoken about it for the first time. Granted, he's being led off and he's going to go to jail, but. That person's still inside. He, yeah. That person deserves a chance of redemption. Yeah, and 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 so we've got. And I think off. if we if we'd done it the same way as it was done in the novel, you'd almost want him to be shot at the yeah. end because you wouldn't want that person in your world. No. Whereas with this version of Rambo, yeah, or at least First Blood's version of Rambo, yeah. you can kind of see. All right, this guy's going to need a lot of help. Yeah, but he can be brought back. Yeah, you can see the victim that needs yeah. that help in, yeah. within it, and then of course then we've got him walking away. 
um, as as I think he pretty much does at the end of every Rambo film is in walking off. Doesn't come with the the, the killer tune that we get at the end the of the this. Long, yeah, that's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful. It is. It is. It is. I mean, it, it's it's it's. You know, cheesily, I used to make videos of me miming it and send them to Sky <laughs> <laughs> just just for just for shits and gigs. I, I find that so hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's 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 a very simple, somber song, but it. it it tells the story, doesn't it? I was going to say, it is, it's one of those strange... I, I love cards on the table. I actually quite like it. I, yeah. It's on my iPod, not for just not for just lip-sync battles. <laughs> it's quite a sort of strange song in the fact that it always tells the story of yeah, Rambo. It does, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they, why they went with that. Because they were going for a lot of sort of a bleaker feel yeah. to the film than it actually turned out. I think it's definitely inspired by the era, isn't it? You yeah. know, we, we, we were just on the cusp of the... The, the proper power ballad when we, we yeah. were you know and it was all and this was this was right to the sort of the you know the goals were fucking nails yeah oh absolutely ab- fucking nails but the th- and, and what we haven't mentioned despite spending as long as we have talking about the film which is not our main review there is Jerry Goldsmith's score and I think again when you think of iconic scores everyone will name Superman um, Star Wars all the rest of it well you get your hands image of John Williams but yeah. Goldsmith don't get that love oh, don't get that he doesn't he doesn't and, and I think with this the, the Rambo theme or the first blood theme as it's called it's such a it's so it, it does so many things it conveys that massive complex character that Rambo is because you've got the you've got, so you've got the trumpets in it which obviously there's the, the throwback to the military but you've also got the the stirring strings and everything and it feels it feels almost a contradiction in music, which is what he, you know. But Conti's score for Rocky is much the same. Mm. He'd be suddenly uplifted and want to go, you know, run along a beach with Apollo yeah. Creed. But you can also see him that sort of yeah. like slow, sober sort of trumpet yeah. sort of version of it, and the piano keys playing. Yeah, and it works to the same yeah. degree, you know. Which I suppose that's that's the job of the composer for the film. You're supposed yeah. to the music with within rap within First Blood does exactly what it's supposed to do and that is it heightens the emotion of the moment of the sequence that you're experiencing and it and it does it throughout it's, it's a really consistent that elevates the film I would say and again um, giving it another Arnie sort of comparison because Goldsmith did the, uh, the the score for Total Recall yeah and a lot of that is very similar yeah it is yeah but this works like you see because you've got that sort of where you have the Indiana Jones you know we have the sort of same sort of riff running through this with the Rambo theme and like you say, it's used again and again throughout every film, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, that's First Blood. So, we're going to talk about Rambo. First Blood Part 2. Part 2. Not so easy to survive. Still war here. Survive a war. you got to become war. Is that why they pick you? Because you like to fight? Expendable. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. John. 
Um, three years later, we find ourselves with um, First Blood Part 2. Uh, 1985 it came out, um, and it was uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. This time, directed by George P. Cosmatos, and uh, written by Kevin Jarr, wrote the story. And the screenplay was actually written by Sylvester Stallone and James Cameron. Right, now this depends, doesn't it? Go on. Because Stallone's quite vehement about the fact that Cameron had a hand in it very early. <laughs> I think Cameron's idea, because I think it was called... First Blood, The Mission. Well, if you read this great article on Film 89, you'll, uh, you'll read all more about it. I'm not going to quote him directly. But basically, I think he said it was about 40 pages before it got to any action. Yeah. And Rambo had a wise-talking, techno-whiz-kid sidekick. I find that so well, ironically, they were looking at John Travolta to play. Really? Yeah, which sounds a bit strange. But I suppose, you know, by the way, Stallone had done work with Travolta on Saturday Night Fever and that, so there could be a... Stay alive, on it? Stay, stay alive, sorry, yeah, stay alive. Super. First Blood Part 2, we pick up, sort of three years later, Rambo is in prison and he's working um, he, He's working on, with a chain gang. And, he's got a lot bigger. Uh, he has got a lot he's bigger. He's got a lot bigger. He has. But he's been breaking rocks for like three to four years ago, haven't he? So he has, yeah. yeah. And we've got um, a bit more relaxed... John Rambo. Yeah. It's, it, I feel like prison wasn't that bad for him. I would imagine with Rambo now that probably he's had some sort of uniformity put back in his life. Yeah. He knows he gets up at 6am, he yeah, knows yeah. he has to have a shower between 6.45 and yeah. 7, he knows he has to have breakfast for 20 minutes. Yeah. Knows, and like you say, he knows that he's going to be working, just breaking rocks at a quarry. Just breaking rocks. Because obviously there's a lot of gravel yeah. business. He's doing it. Yeah. Trackman arrives at the now, prison. Now tell me, is this the first time, this this is like almost a common sort of action genre sort of trait, if you like. Is this the first time we see someone coming up and saying, we need you back for one last mission? <laughs> it may well be. It may well be. And it's the thing as well, isn't it, that obviously the, uh, is it at that point that, that it's sort of, obviously it's explained the the idea of the mission to go into Vietnam to to photograph prisoners of war not it's not a rescue mission at that point is it well he sells it to him he's going in to get the boys back yeah he does it? yeah and yeah. that's when they get to when they actually get there he finds out that we're not going into rescue we're going into photograph no as a child yeah I was told about a story about this that there were actually missions like this where people would pay mercenaries to go in there yeah. I don't know as a child why I was told this <laughs> but I was once told that it was funded one particular mission was funded by Clint Eastwood and William Shatner I really? don't know if that's true or not but I know there was a big sort of movement towards yeah. a big sort of feeling in America that a lot of people who were presumed dead yeah. were probably still in these camps. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's, I don't think it's as far fetched. No, no, I, and I did. I didn't think it was. I could sort of quite believe yeah. that. I think um, sort of Trackman's come in and, and Trackman explaining the, the sort of the idea, the purpose of the mission, and, and I think Rambo he's initially sort of a bit reticent about, it, isn't he? Because as you say, he's found that routine, he's found that, and does he really want to go back into that environment? And again, I think it's the thing as well, like the, the military has kind of let him down again, haven't yeah. Because you know, you know initially Troutman when he's in that mind is saying to him look I'll take you back to Fort Bragg everything's yeah. going to be alright and it's like no I'm just yeah. but you get that sort of almost sort of forgiveness from him when Troutman yeah. says I, tr- you know, I tried my best to keep you out of here yeah. and stuff like that like, yeah. and he, he's, you know. it's a fact I, I, with, with this film I think it, it it feels a bit lighter in tone well again you know say we're going to make the Rocky comparisons again I mean if you look at sort of Rocky Rocky and Rocky 2 I mean especially Rocky 2 it actually starts off being quite, sort of quite a dark film yeah Going towards the 80s, like I say, Stallone's not getting massive success. Yeah. You know, because we always think of Stallone as being, especially during the 80s, as being this sort of action icon. I mean, he's doing it on the back of two characters, really, yeah. and he's doing it on Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. I think when you see, like, Rocky 3, to me, that's when the films start veering towards 
fantastical. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. say comic book, but fantastic. Yeah, By the yeah. time we get to Rocky Fall, yeah, definitely. And I think it's the same sort of thing with this, where the 80s, everything was big and it had to be That's better it, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Could we have had another sort of dark PTSD suffering Rambo well, story? Well, it's isn't it? And I think as well that you've got you've got the fish out of water in um, in First Blood. So now we've got well, we're putting back into the environment that he's that mentally he's tried to get away from. Yeah, and again, so, I think it's saying the audience is probably wanting to see as well at this point, isn't it? Because we've seen you know what he can do when he's trying not to kill someone. Yeah. Now let's see what happens. How good he really was, and has he still yeah, got it? Type thing. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. So you're putting him back in, whereby he's not reluctantly doing things. He's now he's going in with a mission and. People are getting his way. You know, he knows already that people that the people getting his way, they're going to suffer. Now, like I say, we talked about the other films jumping straight into the action. This film, literally straight into the action. Oh, we've got we, we've got him landing. We've got him landing at the base in Vietnam. We've got him meeting Mark Murdoch. Yeah, Charles Napier. Yeah, who again? Previously, they were all a bit off of too nervous and Lee Marvin. Really? Yeah, he didn't want nothing to do with Rambo. He was fine with Delta Force, but he, Chuck Norris, he was all for, but Rambo seems to have a bit of a problem there. Eh? And we get, of course, we agree with the, you know, lovely, beautiful cameo, but the legend that is Martin Cove. Absolutely. As Erickson. Which, in my mind, when I was a kid... Oh yeah, he was that that you know that was Crease. Yeah, when he was you yeah, Crease was in Crease was, was in Vietnam. Yeah. then he became a mercenary, and yeah. then he opened Cobra Kai. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah, yeah, and if you um, Ericsson, it's not a name that's going to sell, is it? Crease no. sounds better. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so he went for Crease. You know, there's a bit of a sort of um, he's weighing people up, isn't he? He's, he he doesn't he doesn't outrightly trust anybody, and he's weighing people up. But then he has a conversation with Murdoch. Yeah, and Murdoch says that he was he says that he was part of a particular unit. Yeah, and Rambo knows straight away. Well, where no, were they, they, they where, weren't there at that time. Where were they based then? Yeah, yeah. and so he, straight away, I don't trust him at all. Yeah, and do you think that they've purposefully gone for someone who looks a bit like Teasel? He's got a sort of. <sighs> I wouldn't say looks like, but the same sort of mannerisms. Yeah. And again, you, like you say, you've got a sort of, I suppose, yeah, it's, you know, like a sort of more sprightly, sort of slimmer version. Yeah. But again, he's got that sort of, this is my camp. Yeah, I yeah. run it. Do it my way on the Chewing highway. Cigar sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I've never really thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very sort of teaseless. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Straight, as you say, straight away, we've got him. He's up in a plane. He's up and he's going. And away he goes. Yeah. Well, well, he's been he's been given all the t- all the technology a man could ever need. Yeah, he's just hunted down a whole state department yeah. with a with a Bowie knife. Yeah. So what is he going to do with all this shit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got everything. He's got trackers. He's got laser beams. He's got night vision goggles. He's got it all. Yeah, all in a backpack. Yeah. He's he's ready to go. Yeah. But we've and got that first sequence. We've got that. Have him suited up? Suited up. Oh my god! <laughs> that is so fucking awesome. It is awesome. It is. And awesome. he's eighties excess. And again, like I say, Rocky Three had just come out. That this was the first time we'd gone from training montage to pop video training yeah, yeah, montage. Yeah. But this is like, like you say, it's like a soft rock yeah, it montage. Is. It is. Definitely. <laughs> doing Goldsmith score, great disservice yeah. ever compared it to soft rock. But you know, do we really need to, to have the visual sort of effect of him tying up his shoelaces manfully? No. <laughs> do we want to see it, Rich? Absolutely. Hell yes, we, we do. do. Over and over. He's getting ready, and he's gonna, and there's gonna be. We know that there's going to be carnage because of what we know from the first film. Anyone guessing his way, yeah. they've had it. But again, you know, straight away, he's going to parachute in. Yeah. Shoot don't work. He gets wrapped up in a plane. Yeah. Cut himself free eventually. Yeah. And I'll tell you something I noticed with this is, at a certain point, Stallone found a range of making like grunts and groans which have never really evolved. Right, okay. Because it's very familiar. They could just use the same soundtrack over and over <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, he cuts himself free from the plane. Yeah. You know, but now... What's he got? He's got his knife. He's got his knife. He's got his bow. 
Now, I don't know at what point they decided to bring in the bow and arrow for Rambo, but it works. Oh, it really does. It does it work. It really does. For me, you've got to keep your Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep your Robin Hoods. My top archer, Rambo. And I suppose there's this thing of, of you know, with the sort of Robin Hood comparison in as much as he's armed with a bow, he, he, whilst when he's in the jungle, when he's in areas where there's... Well, a, when you think about it, it's a perfect sort of tool. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, completely. And, and it's something that, he, you know, he will never run out of arrows because they're, they're all around him kind yeah. of thing. And I think it's it, it, it probably comes from that. But of course, we've got that, where I say it's a bit sort of lighter in tone. We've got when he first lands, and of course, they've got the 36 hours, haven't they, till, till, they're gonna, till they get to the meeting point. But he's walking along, and then the snake drops down behind. What the hell is that about? And he, didn't he grab hold of the snake? It's almost kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Crocodile Dundee. They saw that, and they thought, we're going to take that a bit further. But it was that sort of... It does get to that point, because I see, you know, we'll, we'll later mention a, uh, another film that uh, parodied the, the, the Rambo series. Yeah. It does seem as if it was almost put in there so it could be parody. Yeah, it didn't need like, to And then, then, then when he first obviously he's on he's on route to meet his contact, who he then meets, and it's Cho. Cho, um, played by uh, the lovely Julia Nicholson. Um, and and she asks him um, why he's so late, and he says, I "Does she ask up. him that, Rich, or does she say?" <laughs> because I would have thought she's probably Asian American. Yes. I might have thought that perhaps they could have got someone who could have done the accent a little bit better. I'm the, not going to do the accent. I'm no. just saying it does seem a bit stereotypical and a bit heavy for me. It it is, and it's it's um, it's one of the things about it's one of the negatives of the film. I would say that stands out now more so than 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 previously. But again, we get a little bit of Rambo humour. She says, what, "What took you so long?" Yeah, well, I I, I got hung up. I now, hung up. <laughs> no, that and that and that was the, that for me, along with the snake, was the first time that I thought. Rambo's got a sense of humour. Of course, as we said in our previous discussion about First Blood, there was the sequence in the car. But for me, this was the first time where I thought they're, well, they're the, trying the, to lighten the tone. Yeah, I was going to say, the sequence in the car when he says about keeping the eyes on the road, I think is more in being cocky. Yeah. But still giving a little bit of, I'm not going to kill you, kid, yeah. to this young soldier. Yeah. So it sort of works. But then when we get to this stage now, a lot of people always associate Arnie with one liners. Yeah. Now, at this time, Arnie yeah. really wasn't doing one liners. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And it's, so I mean, the only thing that creeps to to me is Roger Moore's James yeah. Bond. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite stick around, but it's 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 yeah. not far off that, is it? Well, you know, you know, it, like I say, it's very sort of like almost like a sort of Roger Moore esque mm. sort of Bond sort yeah. of delivery, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do with that. <laughs> yeah, but we get that great scene on the boat then, where he explains to her about you know basically about life and war and how everything's shit. Yeah, with the pirates, wasn't it? And he he tells her that you know she says, "What are you?" And he says, "I'm expendable." Yeah. And at that point, he called cut, and he ran to the the side, and he wrote down that word expendable, and he thought, "One day, I'm going to make a series of films starring every action film <laughs> from this era." Yeah, and it's really going to excite Neil, and then it's going to break his fucking heart because it's going to be a pile of shit. It's going to be a trilogy of filth. And that's all I'm going to say on that, Matt. There we are. We will never cover the Expendables. We have the conversation where they're sort of they're on the boat and they obviously see the see, see the weapons and then um, they're obviously they're set upon there, aren't they? And this is when we get the sort of first sort of like big sort of firefight now where you yeah. think, you know, when he when he goes back to Hope with the M60, yeah, like I say, he's doing a lot of damage, but it's distraction damage. Yeah. When he goes grabs the gun on the on the gunship boat. Yeah. He's looking to kill people now. And this is this is where we're we're moving further away from um he kills when he has to. Well, I think he has to he has to on the, now. Yeah, but, but I think the difference is now we've we're almost presented with this is what for me this is when John Rambo stops becoming John Rambo and starts becoming Rambo. Yeah. 
and this is the difference. First Blood, you've got the character is John Rambo. Yeah. Now you have the iconic role yeah. that is Rambo, and yeah. this is the difference for me. Yeah. They manage to escape the boat, and they 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 end up getting back to where the prisoners of war are, uh, are being held. And he ain't gonna just take photos, is he? No, exactly. That's it. He's he's you know the minute that he he knew that anyway, didn't he? he was he was always going in on his own terms, and he was gonna do. Do you think this was just because like I say you have that sort of scene now where you know they're sort of talking back at the base, and it's it's almost a scene with um, uh, Napier and Cove, sorry, X and Murdoch. Well, he said, what about if you actually find someone? Yeah. And he's like, he won't find anyone. Yeah, yeah. But I think he sort of thinks, but if he does find someone, he's going to do this, he's going to fuck up, we'll yeah, have yeah. Zero, zero accountability. Yeah, yeah. We've kept white, we, we kept Washington happy. Yeah, but they even say to him, don't they? We're yeah. not going to, you, you'll, you know. Yeah, we've got, there's no, if, if there's if no comeback, there's no us. comeback. But you've got then, so you, you know, you, obviously they're in the, they're in the, in the cage there and, you find another one tied to a post. Obviously, then we, 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 we've got the bow and arrow there. No, I can remember as a kid being quite shocked how skinny and weedy these guys were. Because yeah. in my head, at this time, watching this, every soldier would look like Rambo. Yeah. And it sort of strikes home. Like, you yeah. know, they're thinking, oh, But they'd been held captive they'd been for held captive a for, decade. Well, well, it's been a decade. Yeah. yeah it would have been 10, 15 years yeah. by this stage, wouldn't it? But like I can remember as a kid watching it and thinking, oh, they look a bit rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, obviously, the sequence where he, where he manages to free, um, free the one and... and sort of knows that time's getting on and we're getting towards the meeting point and then obviously then it all sort of turns to shit then because but again there's going to be a certain film we're going to mention later on he's running away he runs through a village and he just looks down at a chicken for no reason and I was like why is he looking at that chicken and again it's almost going I want you to parody this and I like to date <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't understand that bit yeah, yeah, but like yeah. you say yeah he gets away he gets away he gets to the, the the rendezvous the rendezvous and they're like shit he's got prisoners yeah. and then they just leave him and I think it's just like they were obviously destined to fail because yeah. any ounce of humanity they've got there but obviously you've got Troutman on there now get that boy you know, get this get this crazy whirly bird down on the yeah, floor yeah. my boy's down there yeah but he's got a gun to his head. His hands are tied, Rich. You can't do nothing. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't blame him. I've got no fault with trauma at this point. So they realise then, and then those conversations they realise, or what Troutman realises, that the camp was supposed to be empty. They were never supposed to be the prisoners no. of war there. So they realise that actually things aren't as they were expecting them to be. Shit just got real. Yeah, and now they've got a problem where they've got they've got Rambo who is gonna he, he's gonna do all that he can to rescue those people. So they're gonna have to deal with. They're either gonna have to get on board with him and rescue him, which they're not prepared for, and, and bring them in, or they're gonna have to take Rambo out yeah and they choose the second option not um, a good idea because I'm coming to get you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course then so we've got we've got where Rambo then gets Rambo then gets taken captive doesn't he yeah and again it, you know this is sort of go, it's it's just like First Blood Light didn't it I mean I'm not going to try and sell this film as a great film really because I would say that flashback torture scene uh, in the police station mm is far more impacting than anything that happens here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so he's taken in and, and, and he's, he's tortured or he's, he's electrocuted, isn't he? He's electrocuted. Yeah. And then they want him to, they, they want him to speak to, um, speak over the radio and, and tell them to, to leave or whatever, don't they? Well, we've got, we've got a good body here because we've got Stephen Burke off. Yeah, we? of course, yeah, we've got, we've, we've got the, the this, yeah, I skipped That's over that bit. Podolsky. Yeah. So, Commander so the, Podolsky. The Russian army turn up and, and of course, they would, turn up in Vietnam and speak English. Of 
What's your issue? Bitch? Exactly. This is like Sky with the whole sort of Twilight thing in Die in Die Hard. What are you going on about? So Stop you know, it all. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it's you know thank God that they speak to there's an American that's been taken captive because otherwise you wouldn't be able to communicate. They with speak them. very good. But again, with that, it's almost that sort of thing of you know we need to have some Russians in this. Yeah. Film. But you know, Berkhoff, I gotta be honest. He's one of the sort of more memorable yeah. sort of villains of the eighties for yeah, me. Yeah, he, he was. To I be mean, fair. He's a great actor. Anyway, he doesn't yeah. have a you know we could go through through having great roles, but he could have just turned up and taken a check. I think he's generally relishing in what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's not overdoing it. He's not. He's, he's not, not chewing the scenery. He's not pantomime villain, no. is he? No. No. And when he's you know when he's sort of instructing in the and the electricity you know when they're turning up the electricity and up the volts on that you think. You know, he's he's relishing in that, isn't he? You can see yeah. that he's... I mean, the sort of knife blade to the face. Yeah, yeah, red of course, yeah. And stuff like that. Um, Good bit then, of torture porn. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got then you've got that iconic sequence then where, with with Rambo on the radio and, he, and he's talking to... You know, they're they're telling him... They're giving him instructions on what to say. And then or, then we have... Murdoch. <laughs> I'm coming here. Yeah. You. And at that point, I think if they zoomed out enough, I think we'd see Murdoch pissing his pants. Yeah. Oh. Because at that moment, he thinks, in fact... I, I always think this is like an alternative uh, sort of like scene there where Murdoch just goes taxi yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, and you see the plane he flying up in the distance much like much like um, Diesel uh, in, the, in the woods with the knife he realises I've bitten off much more than I can chew you've bitten off far more than you can yeah. chew you. I mean, you've, and, taken and a, is, you've taken a hunk of stallion Italian stallion that yeah. you're not going to be able to chew on yeah um, and then obviously having having been spying on the camp previously um, and seeing the, the prostitute arrive Cho True. then steps up and, um, does and a convincing act? She does do a, do a convincing act. Manages to get in. When I was rewatching it last week, I, all of a sudden, like, when they escape and they're, they're sort of running down towards the lake, and it becomes morning very quickly, I suddenly realised, where's the prisoner of war? He's left back in the yeah. He's left back in the camp. You don't realise. And uh, where did Cho get that dress from? Because I think there might be a deleted scene where she goes around trying on dresses and heels, and perhaps, perhaps an even montage of John D hats. <laughs> very hats. quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> You know, you, you haven't got to the point yet where they haven't oversold Rambo's falling in love or anything no. like that. But what you're seeing is a bit of a vulnerable. There's there's potential there for him. He's not a complete. She's already machine. told him she wears hope around her neck. Yes, hope. Hope Once again. Hope. Excellent. Oh, I haven't picked little, up on that. Little callback. Yeah, I haven't yeah. picked up on that. Oh. Um, and then very, very quick, I mean, you know, we've got the soft lighting, you know, there was definitely a bit of Vaseline on the lens there, and it all looked very lovely. It is all very sort of, it's almost as if they sort of went, oh, we got to do like a Romance of the Stone type romance yeah. here, like a Jungle Love. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? There it's was, a very different film. But, <laughs> but they, up until that point, we had... Almost a mutual respect between them, that, but no affection. Say, yeah. But it just seems to go to this one scene where she's like, will you take me with you? And he's yeah. like, I will. And it's yeah, very yeah. sort of like... Did they even exchange a glance before yeah, this? I but, know, like, but yeah. what we didn't have... We had a little we, talk of the boat, but... We, we, we certainly didn't have Rambo thinking... Uh, Game oh, on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't have Rambo at any point thinking, well, she's a woman, she can't. There wasn't. There was none of the the, the initial meeting. Or Are you, you think... telling me in the early 80s, Rich, that someone had written a strong, independent female role? Because I don't think they existed before... <laughs> You know, surely Cap- not before Captain Marvel. I'm sure. Not. I'm sure they'd never existed. But there wasn't that, was it? There was. There wasn't a suggestion that we we didn't we didn't think to ourselves as the audience or Ram- didn't see Rambo thinking. It's strange because I always kind of forget that that scene exists. Mm. When he first meets her, you know, it's kind of like you know she's there, she's fighting for her freedom, she's yeah. doing it in her father's sort of honor because her yeah, father yeah. was killed doing the same thing. It's like so I've taken over the mantle. Yeah. 
I always forget that they're supposed to fall in love yeah. very quickly, immediately, yeah. you know, but I always forget that that exists yeah. until I get to that scene and then I cringe. Yeah, it is. It's not It's not a really comfortable. And it does feel like, where did that come from? And it sort of builds up to like, oh my God, Rambo's finally found love. Yeah. Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but again, it, it, I think it's, it's one of the missteps in the film because they either should have committed to, to that, which there wasn't really the room for. It didn't need a love story, did it? It seemed to be a way of let's give him a red bandana because yeah. he makes it from the dress he yes, tears it from the yes, dress yeah. and he's now got the necklace it was an, it was an added accessory I think they looked at Stallone and they thought look this guy needs to lose the poncho yeah. we need to see more of those pecs we need yeah. more scars yeah. we, need different, we need different scars different scars to the one he had in first yeah, place yeah. bizarrely yeah. but then if this guy's got his top off how are we going to get any merchandise on yeah. this? Okay, we've got the bandana, but we need a selling point as well. Yeah. Let's get a sort of jade green necklace. Yeah. Let's call it Hope. <laughs> and then for Christmas, you can give your loved ones some hope, hope yeah. for the new year. <laughs> it was a bit of it. It was a misstep. You're supposed to then buy the... I think there's a bit of confusion then, because is he... Because obviously he's then on his own, and, and, and the guy who, who was a crack shot when he sort of shot her to pieces, um, then all of a sudden forgot how to shoot... Um, what is this strange thing where he's shooting at Rambo and the bullets aren't reaching Rambo? Yeah. They're just about sort of six foot away from him. Yeah. So rather than taking two or three steps <laughs> closer to Rambo, yeah. he decides his best option is to fire yeah. another shot. Yeah. But we're not, you know, I, I could, I can never understand whether or not we're supposed to think, you know, Rambo is now um, avenging love, or if it was just a case of he was someone who we'd sort of built up a bit of a relationship who we trusted. But I kind of um, get the impression that if I'd been there and was, you know, helping Rambo get to this camp, yeah. he wouldn't have to fancy me to want to, to no. avenge my death. I no. would think he'd think, yeah, Neil was all right. Yeah. Give, give me, you know, give me a nice little tour of the place, took yeah. me on a boat ride, you know? But then maybe, I suppose, maybe there was just, it was a bit of a bit of a ham-fisted way of, 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 of expressing a bit of human with him and there was this potential yeah. for him to, you know, he isn't, you know... If you can find the right person, then he may well find love, kind of thing. And it was a sort of a little sort of glance at it, I yeah. suppose. Because then you've got we cut then straight to well, we've, the, we've, we've forgotten the best bit with the guy who's shooting him because it's the first time we really see the bow and arrow in action. Absolutely, yeah. Because at the time we're thinking this guy's going to get an arrow right through the heart, but what we haven't banked on is the, uh, the exploding <laughs> arrow tips. Exploding arrow tips. And this is I tell you, this is like again practical effect. Yeah, ob- yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and you do, and it, and it certainly seems as though that person is blown up. They filled up a mannequin with awful yeah. or something. I don't know. It looks yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I like it does that. Look good. I it like does look that. Good. So then, you know, and, and essentially now we're 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 into the battle sequence. We're into sort of you know this is it now. You know, you know we think he perhaps might get away, but then the chopper comes over and it comes down towards him, and then we've got you know this these these explosive tipped arrows. They they will take out a helicopter by all accounts. No problem. No problem. I mean. It's more. It's it's. I would imagine the downwind from a propeller would have quite would have a stronger force than an arrow towards it. But yeah. I'm not going to gain the physics with you, Rich. No, no, not again. Um, <laughs> not, a, not after last time. Not that was a filthy argument. But then, but then is that that actually? I, I, I'm, I think I'm jumping ahead. That I don't think that that isn't the. Um, is that the, that, the no? There's a helicopter. The that's later on because oh. with this one, this is the one where oh, this... the helicopter comes down and he jumps out of the water. Of course, use you know jumps particularly high. To pull the, the gunman out of the yeah. helicopter, then climbs in the helicopter, gets rid of the pilot. Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. Out you go. And then then flies the helicopter in, and then he gets involved in a helicopter dogfight. Yes, of course. Sorry. So then we, then and reaches the camp with the prisoners of war. Then we've got he lands the helicopter and he's get he's got all the prison all the, the 
he's getting them all in and of course we've got you know sort of the big battle there and I always feel sorry they get, they get the prisoners of war out and there's the one guy who's a little bit slow at the back yeah and then just as he gets in the helicopter he gets one right in the back doesn't he and you think yes he does you've been yeah. there for years you've been there for yeah. years waiting to be rescued just my fucking luck <laughs> <laughs> that'd be right. me that would Rich that'd be me <laughs> so anyway we're in the plane we're in the helicopter we're escaping yeah where are we going to go where are we going to go? Fly back to the base. Yes, we are going to fly back to the base. So we've, we've yeah, we had the dogfight with the helicopter. We've played dead. Oh, yeah, come with this great bit with Burkhoff now. Because yeah. the, the, I think he's using a Huey helicopter. And you've yeah. got that huge sort of Apache warship. Yeah, yeah. See the Burkhoff's flying. Yeah. And, you know, we get the sort of standards AD sort of airwolf type yeah. thing of there's a bit of smoke coming out the back yeah, because yeah, yeah. You know, one of the rotors has gone or something. Yeah, yeah. The, the helicopter's going down. All hope's lost. Burkhoff's landed in front of him. Yeah. He's gonna, he, at any time, he could just drop a missile on him. Yeah. You, know, you could just drop a bomb on him, whatever. Yeah. But he's decided, no, I want to look in that man's eyes. Yeah. I want to look in that man's eyes and I want to shoot him. And somehow he can see through through ton of broken glass and shit and yeah. muck that Rambo's unconscious in the helicopter. Yeah. So he knows he's all right. Yeah. Thankfully... There's a small hole in that window, which is just big enough for Rambo to spring to life. <laughs> and take him out with a bazooka. With a bazooka. As you say, then we headed back to the base because now he is going to go back to Murdoch. Yeah, and this Murdoch, he must be mad. Yeah, he must be. He's, he must yes. be howling mad. He must be howling mad. So we get there, and 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 where, where I said before about Murdoch um, pissing himself. Now, when he realizes what's coming. Oh yeah, he's, he's getting out of there now. Yeah, he? but he's but he's sweating. He's absolutely sweating, and he's panicking. And, and Rambo walks in, obviously, and, and shooting at the consoles. Yeah, um, kind of a small callback to him shooting at the town, but yeah. not half as effective. No, and no. that's how I talk about this film, really. Yeah, kind of a callback to First Blood. Yeah, but not as effective. Yeah, the le- the def- definitely the lesser sequel. So of course we, how does his and Murdoch's relationship come to an end? Well, basically, with him sort of doing the standard, I could kill you, but I'm not going to yeah. kill you. With thing. the knife in there. Yeah, knife in the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get a great speech at the end, which is again kind of paying respect to first yeah, blood, but not, not quite as good. as good. It's like as if the film by about midway loses track of everything first blood did yeah. and just turns into a huge sort of action gore fest. Yeah, not even a gore fest. It's like an R-rated version of the A team. It's the A team with blood. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And then towards the end, it's almost as if Stallone sort of thought, oh, I had that great scene at the end of First yeah. Blood and I need to pay respect yeah. to the veterans. Yeah. So now I'll go like, fuck you, America. Yeah. I'm off and walk off into yeah. the distance and we'll have a song that I'll play that will be a mere imitation of a long yeah. road. I can't even remember what it's called yeah. now, but it's fucking awful. Yeah, and it is that thing, isn't it? Because what he says, doesn't he? He, he, he wants our country, he wants our country to, to love us as much as we love it or something like that. Isn't yeah. Which... It's, the sentiment's there. Yeah, the, it is. The thought is right, and I completely agree with it, but yeah. it just doesn't feel right now. Because because it is that thing of, it, it is in that time period with sequels, well, I, I say in that time period, many of the sequels do it, where they try to um, enhance the things that were so good about the first film by, by kind of repeating slash paying homage to it. And then turning it up to 11 at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and, and just... Just whereas they land at the first time, they just slightly wider yeah, the mark. Just wider the mark, and, and just 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 get it off the yeah, runway slightly. Yeah, and um, and then of course again in that film we've got him walking off, and off he walks off into he walks. the distance, and that was the end of Rambo, and nothing else ever happened until two thousand and eight. Oh no, <laughs> we wait, Rambo three. Wait, because in nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. You not look like you are with military. No. What you are. Mercenary? No. You're not with military, you're not mercenary. What are you? Lost tourist. 
I'm no tourist. Are you listening? Who are you? Your worst nightmare. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to skim over um, the animated series, which came in 1986, which was called <gasps> Rich. Rambo, The Force of Freedom. I forgot all about this, but I think our listeners need to know. So please give us a 15-second rundown of Rando, okay. Rambo, Forces of Freedom. Right, my, um, my memory of Rambo was that it must have come off the back of Rambo 3, whereas actually it was 1986 it came out, and I think Rambo 3 was actually a spin-off of, of the... The, the premise of, or certainly the, the appearance of this now super, almost superhuman soldier. Super army soldier. Yeah, a super army a super soldier. Army soldier. Um, it ran uh, for 65 episodes. It wasn't commissioned for a second series. There was a range One of toys. Absolute travesty. There was a range of toys of which I had many of Did them. Stallone do the voice? Uh, Stallone did not do the voice. No, he didn't. No. He didn't. And that's all we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, let's and that, so let's that just it. leave it there. So <laughs> then, as if things couldn't get worse in the Rambo camp, um, we then had Rambo 3. Now, what you've got to think is, yet again, he's brought out Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Yeah. He's followed that up. Because I think, yeah, Rocky 3 comes out first. We've got Rambo, First Blood Part 2 comes yeah. out the same year. Yeah. Follow that up with Rocky IV. Yeah. Yeah. He's not really doing a lot else. He's doing over yeah. the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's thinking to himself, look, I've seen a bit of a formula, yeah? Yeah. People like me in red boxing gloves. Yeah. Or wearing a red bandana. Yeah. Keep I've it simple, Steve. I've just fought a Rusky. Yeah. Full of steroids. I think the world now wants to see me shoot at big Russians instead. Yeah, yeah. So this we've got accurately described by Richard Krenner as Rambo of Arabia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, when I say accurately, <laughs> I'm using air quotes for the people at home. Yeah. It's I mean, you know, by this point now we are we are into the um the arena of ludicrous. You know, we've got we've got Rambo living in He's living in a Buddhist temple. Yeah. He's, he's earning his keep there by... Stick fighting. Stick fighting and be- bashing metal tin roofs. Yeah, and, and he's and he's, he's the handyman for the for the monastery. Right, so we get Troutman goes up, he's on a bit of a fact-finding mission, he walks around a town, shows everyone a picture of John Rambo, they say no. Yeah. All of a sudden one guy says, yes, I know him. Yeah. He sees him in a stick fight, yeah. job done, he's there. Exactly. He's missed him, he's yeah. gone. Instantly, no, he knows, hang on a minute, where's he going? Yeah. One of those guys wearing little orange robes. Yeah. Hey, there's a temple up the road. Yeah, yeah. Troutman won board yesterday, he mate. Wasn't. He, he wasn't. won board yesterday. But now, in a change to what's come before, because obviously the, the loss that he suffered and everything, Troutman wants him to go in for one last mission. Yeah, now this, like I said, I put this out in the, uh, the article on the site. This seems a strange choice because the mission is we want you to go in and help the indigenous people yeah. against a communist threat. Yeah. That's Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that and that may well be the reason why he wanted. Now, this would be every reason why you wouldn't send yeah. Rambo back. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But we are missing one great factor. We've mentioned some other great characters in this. We've got the character of Giles, who's played by the legend that is <laughs> Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot to do with this. Yeah, it's not as if he got the Clarence Bodiger role off the back of this. No, God damn it, that man can <laughs> act. Essentially, the only reason why Rambo at this point, is going to put himself in the situation whereby they're going to be mass casualties. He's, he's going to need some sort of personal connection. Yeah, so when he turns it down, yeah, yeah, he's he's not to know. No. He's not to know that Troutman's going to say, hey, there's only one man for this job, yeah. and that's the guy that trained Rambo. Yeah. Doesn't matter that I'm 78 years old <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a friendly doctor who's been retired for about 12 years. <laughs> but you know, if you fell over 
and you scraped your elbow, he'd That's still it. come out and he'd still put a plaster yeah. on you. Yeah, so, tra- so Trackman wants him to go on this mission and, and, he, and he refuses. Um, he's not going back there. As we then later find out well, when we're visiting... This is, the thing, cause this is the thing, again, where by this stage now, we've got a Rambo 3. Mm. First Blood is just like forgotten about completely yeah. in the title. But admittedly, Rambo 3, First Blood part... No, Rambo 2, First Blood... Yeah, this is yeah. Rambo 3. It'd be Rambo 2, First, First Blood, Blood Part 3. Yeah. Right, so we, we can't do that. But just figuratively speaking as well, they just seem to have totally forgotten about the character of Rambo. Well, this is... I mean, Because Troutman gives him this speech that we alluded to at the beginning of this, yeah. where he's sort of saying, you were always a killing machine. Yeah. It's not I made you. It's yeah. always like, this is what you were put on this earth to yeah, do. Yeah. You wanted to do this. Yeah. Again, it's that... I, I think, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's that thing of the 80s excess. They're now in it for... They, they, unashamedly now or looking back shamedly but unashamedly at the time it was this is all out action nonsense this is going to be a case of we're going to take all of those things that you remember from Rambo with the killing remember yeah. from First Blood and now we're going to make the film about that we're going to we're going to find a, a big you know contrivance to get Rambo in that situation because we've we got to remember he's not going to because of all he's been through he's not going to put himself back in there so we need that motivation but, but it's going to come around on the toss of a coin and he's going to go back in, and it's going to be carnage. Yeah. Now, again, with this Rambo going into this, does any of this work for you? Because none of this works for me. It doesn't work. The Troutman would be there. It doesn't work. The Rambo would try and get him afterwards. I, he would try and get him afterwards. You reckon? Yeah, he would. He because to me, he seems like he's found peace. He's found contentment in his temple. He's, you know, he's letting he's letting out with a little stick fight once a week, and he's happy. I think if he'd, I think if he hadn't had that conversation with Troutman in the beginning, yeah, I think that there'd be more reason to say that he wouldn't go into it but I think because he's had the conversation and he knows where Trackman's at he hasn't seen Trackman for three years he's a fair weather friend isn't he let's be honest (laughs) he's a fair weather friend he's like one of those mates who just phones you up when he wants to borrow a drill yeah he just he doesn't come round just for a cup of tea does he so he so I think that 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 sort of brought things home again to him and I think that that sort of refreshed his mind about their relationship perhaps and I think that at that point the only way that he was going to go and do that was to go and rescue yeah, him because he, you know he, he, he made Rambo as he said you know he yeah. trained him a lot. and then when Rambo was at his lowest yeah, the okay. one person that helped him was Troutman yeah. so I think the only person at this point who could get him into that situation again is Trugman. Yeah. The minute that he finds out that he's in danger, no, he's going for it. He's going to go and do it. But again, another product of the time. I mean, when would you see an American-based action film now where they were supporting people who were of an Arab race? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, it's quite sad to see the way the world's turned. Yeah. Really, but yeah. uh, this film actually does a sort of great service to the sort of conflict in the Middle East in that respect, I'd say. Yeah, it's really highlighted, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, the sort of one sort of good thing that does come yeah. out of this film. yeah. And it seems strange that America chose to sort of say, right, we've got to rush it out. Because yeah. the, the director of this one actually blames the poor bof- box office because it was only the second most popular of the, of the series. Really? But he reckons it could have done a lot more if the Russians hadn't pulled out four weeks before this film was released. Uh, right. And I just think that was, you know, people going about like, you know, Putin now interfering yeah. with American politics. I think old Gorbachev knew what he was doing. <laughs> he, knew, he knew this film was coming out. He was yeah. like, oh, scum. Well, off the back of Rocky Four. He was like, you know, pfft. Well, to me, that was a good portrayal. Yeah. But, you know, obviously mm. the Russians lost, and he was like, you know, mm. at the time, Reagan was quoting the just send Rambo in. Yeah, yeah. And I think Gorbachev was like, right, I'm going to do your I'm... boy's legs. We'll give Rambo 3 the attention it deserves, and we'll we'll sort of whiz through it very quickly. We've got, when he arrives, uh, sort of, he, he gets passage through, doesn't he? He meets the um, he, he meets the, the local, the guide, and he gets passage through. They're, they're almost 
not quite comedy sidekick, but someone who's sort of local and knows it and is a bit sort of yeah quippy a bit. And you think, oh, and then of course, then when we get to the camp, we, he meets the child, and then all of a sudden, he's got he's you got, know he's got reason. Now. Are we are we are we, are we but what are is, we getting that, close to having a short round? What is know? that thing around your neck? Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's it, isn't it? You know, so a little bit of callback there to to first blood part two. It's, yeah, it's, except he refers to it as luck. Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's not hope anymore. Yeah. Um, this is like Rocky's son growing old in between. <laughs> yeah. Sloan forgets the, the yeah, importance. Continuity's not the thing, is yeah. it? You know, we, we essentially have any sort of supporting characters bar the, bar the child killed. Yeah, no, I was going to say with a child as well, there seems to be this thing of almost, a, it's almost like doing it by the numbers now. He tells that kid to fuck off, the yeah. kid comes back. The yeah. kid gets shot, he mm. tells him to fuck off again. Yeah. The kid comes back in the final battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all of the rebels. With yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're going to an almost certain death, but let's yeah. bring little Jamal along. As yeah, well. yeah. How much attention does it need? I it mean, doesn't we... need a lot, to be honest. But when you think that at the time this had a sixty-three million dollar budget, it wow. was for its time the most expensive film ever made. Wow. Stallone was paid with a Gulfstream jet for this. Never. You know, and I honestly think. He thought he was making a good film. I yeah, mean, two yeah. weeks into the film, the original um, director was Russell uh, Mackay, who did, um, to his credit, Highlander, yeah. and to his immense discredit, Highlander 2. <laughs> yeah. And also went on to do like, some stone-cold classics, such as The Shadow, which I personally don't mind. It's not a great film, but I quite like it. Right, I haven't seen that. Gabriel Byrne. Resident Evil Resurrection. Wow. And The Scorpion King. Yeah. Part 2. Oh. <laughs> Which you know took all of the 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 beauty of the original and and yeah, but Bella comes two weeks into he turned up. You weren't impressed at all. Well, Coy was out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get we get a new director, Peter McDonald. He seems to take some of the credit for or sort of credit, sorry, with some of the flack for the thing as well. Yeah. So he was the one who wanted to introduce uh, a sort of lighter side to Rambo. Yeah, and and so I let's think just that... cut to the chase. We get we get obviously we get the inevitable sort of. Um, Trumpman hype scene yeah. where you know who is this man who is trying yeah. to rescue you in bad Russian accent yeah yeah and he's like see he is not God and he goes no you're right he's not God because God would show you mercy yeah <laughs> and it's like if I was captured and I knew Rambo was going to get me and I thought there was yeah. a good chance that yeah. Rambo could help me escape yeah. I'd be playing him down right Absolutely, now. yeah. I'd be going, he's rubbish, mate. You must yeah. have told these guys to have the weekend off. Yeah. He won't get past the fucking gate. Yeah, yeah. He's like, tell him, you, you, are, you haven't got enough body bags, yeah. pal. I'd be playing him down. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. But I think we touched upon there about um, you know, the lighter side and all the rest of it. I, and oh, you've got to think... But, no, no, definitely. But you've got to think that at this point, they've got... They've had the animated series. They've got a toy range. They've got... They, 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 they've got a character which... How many other children's cartoons have spun off very sort of adult-orientated Well, films? it seems to be the time. I mean, you look at it now. I mean, you've got the sort of um, Chuck Norris cartoon. Yeah. You had Robocop cartoon. Yeah. Aliens was a toy range. Mm. Terminator was a toy range. Yeah. You know, and it does seem strange, doesn't it's it? Bizarre. And this was the first of the series that in the UK received an 18 certificate. I don't quite know what they were going for really because they were definitely lightening the tone you could just but see some sort of board meeting where they were going Rambo something for all the family but in watching it back we got I pet can't... have we got pet toys we I need to get pet toys I can't see why 
it was an 18 certificate and why it maintains an 18 certificate. I, it's, I, it's a bizarre, I mean, it's a bizarre film. I mean, it, it really sort of does damage to Rambo. I mean, in the respect, I mean, say when he breaks Troutman out, they suddenly turn into this double act. I yeah. guess, like I compared it in the, 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 the article. It almost becomes like a sort of, like a tango and cash thing yeah. where they're quipping at each other. Yeah. You know, and he's like, uh, sorry, I got you into this, John. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah, it is. And then... And then even it, a bit in the cave. I mean, we've seen Rambo, you know, go through the police force in mm-hmm. First Blood. And like I say, to me, standout, great yeah. fucking scene. I mean, that's always going to be Hall of Fame action scene yeah. for me. We've seen him sort of do similar things in the second film, yeah. perhaps to a more exaggerated degree. This third scene, the, the cave scene where he's taking out the Russian soldiers, mm. there's no sort of... There's no emotional hook. There's, there's no emotional no, hook to no. it. There's no. There's no danger to it. There's no, no excitement to it. No. It's just. It's almost like he's just running around randomly killing. It's people. just big bad explosions and, yeah. and 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 it's carnage. And and as you say with the with the like the sort of the double act. There's that bit when they realise that they're surrounded. They're, they're they're outnumbered. And Trackman says, you know, what are we going to do? And he says, surrounded them's out. Yeah. And it's just. But then he comes out with, hey, it's a funny time to find humor, John. Yeah. And you think, hang on, you've just been like. Fucking yeah. Abbott and Costello for the last 20 minutes. What do you want yeah, about, mate? I know, I know. <laughs> and then over the brow of the hill come the rebels. Oh, uh, no, because no, first of all, we get Rambo and the Colonel trapped. Oh, we, we do, yeah, in there. What are we going to do now, John? Give up. If you'll give up now, we would take your prisoner. <laughs> That's right. I'm yeah. not just going to shoot you with this huge gunship. I'm yeah. going to go into the classic monologue thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get Rambo just like sort of cocking the rifle. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> what we have completely missed out on is Rambo. We've had him stitching himself previously. Yes. Now, where he's been shot through the abdomen, yes, we have got him opening up a bullet, pouring gunpowder into the wound. Clearly, it's one hollow channel from one side to the other. There's no organs or anything else. I would there. imagine it was like a tube. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then he drops a light it, or he drops a light at the end of it, igniting the whole trail of gunpowder and cauterizing the wound. Yes, good as new. It. I mean, it's it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It? And again, it's a classic example of taking something. And completely yeah. jump in the fucking shark. Yeah, if massively. you look at him stitching his arm up in first in first blood, yeah. you literally feel every time that needle goes in. I mean, yeah. like, for its time, I mean, even to this day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The effects on that are tremendous. Yeah. I mean, the way the blood's seeping out every time he yeah. does it, it looks, you know, to all intents and purposes, yeah. if someone told me they really slashed his arm and he really yeah. stitched it up, I'd be sold on that. Yeah. This just looks fucking ridiculous. And again, we don't need at this point yeah. to jump the shark. We don't need to turn it up yeah. to 11. We didn't need Rambo 3. We didn't need Rambo 3, did we? And, and we've got, you know, with the battle, you know, he takes over the tank, he, he the, you know, they take out the helicopter this time by, by driving, you know, the tank and the helicopter collide. I've got to be honest, if I was in a big, huge war master helicopter yeah. and I saw a guy in a tank, the first tactic I would think is, I'm going to fly straight into <laughs> yeah. him. I'm going to play chicken. Yeah. You wouldn't just fly over the top of him and just bomb him, no. no. And then and then we've got, as soon as, you know, as quickly as the battle ensued, it's over. It's over. And Thanks. we've got, you know, the boy survived. God, God bless the beautiful Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> Those rebel fighters. <laughs> By all accounts, that's been changed about three times, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah. I don't know whether it's one of these, you know, the sort of what they call the Mandela effect, where people claim to remember mm. seeing it. But I can remember... Something along the lines oh, of right. the brave freedom fighters of the Taliban. I don't see, I don't remember that. Being displayed there. And again, yeah. this might be, like yeah, you say, yeah. people remember the Bernstein Bears and the Bernstein Bears yeah. or whatever, but it might be that. I don't yeah. know, it might be the Mandela effect. So we've got we've got Rambo, tells the boy that he can keep the necklace. 
Yeah. And then you've got Trackman saying, John, we're going soft. <laughs> oh, you old kidder. I'm too old for this shit. And then what do we have now? We, do, we haven't got The Long Road. Why would what you have we got that? now? We have now got Bill Medley <laughs> of Dirty Dancing fame singing, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Yeah. Because they're brothers. Because they're, they are. They're brothers. And we've got and him. They're not heavy at we, all. We've got Bill Medley growling. Joe <laughs> Joe Cocker style. Yeah. Um, Could afford you. We can't get Joe Cocker. <laughs> Look, we've looked at the budget. It's yeah. 63 million. We've had to buy him a fucking jet. Uh, yeah. And you want Joe Cocker? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so, for 20 years. 20 years worth that, of damage. That was the end of Rambo. And let's be honest, this was kind of the start of The Lowest of Minds. I mean, he does go on. He does do Demolition Man. Yeah. He did, you know, he's one or two films, mid 90s. Assassins, I think, is an underrated. Copland. Copland, no, well, yeah, but Copland is not. What I'm saying, Sloan's demise. Copland is a fucking work of art. Yes, but I think that got to a point where Sloan had already realised that the big roles were drying up. Absolutely, he had yeah, yeah. a lot of money in the bank, and he yeah. could finally go off and do and pursue yeah, yeah. what he wanted to be for the Bastard. Because I say, if you look at the Rocky films, Paradise Alley, mm. Fist. Definitely, again, I'm going to bang up on Nighthawks. Mm. That is the most anti-action Stallone film yeah, you'll ever yeah, see, yeah. but it's still a thrilling ride, and yeah. Rucker Howe is in it as well. So that's yeah, yeah. And Billy Dee Williams. I mean, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. I need to tell you anything exactly. else? I think Stallone started off, wants to be a Pacino. He wants to be a De Niro. Yes. Yeah? For whatever reason, he's not getting the breaks. He's not fitting in. He talks yeah. funny. His face looks funny. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a big guy. He's a lump of a guy. Yeah. And let's be honest... How do you become the next Pacino and De Niro mm. when Pacino and De Niro are still at a stage still where they're yeah, fucking yeah. nailing it? Yeah. I mean, they're on a, they're on a real yeah. roll. So he's gone off with Rocky and he's done this. But I think, yeah. apart from Rocky, you know, essentially with, with First Blood as well, you know, he's trying to be an actor. He's yes. trying to be... But as time has gone on, the ball started rolling. It's gone like yeah. an out of control, a snowball. Yeah. And now he's found himself as his action man. And again, you know, reading his autobiography, he was saying by the time he was doing Rambo 3... Yeah. He's almost in Bodies Morphia. Someone said to him, he went to the meeting with Rambo 3, and they said, oh, we're going to have huge signs on Hollywood Boulevard saying Rambo's back. Mm. And then he was like, right, so it's got to be filmed from behind me. So he's just like training all the time to yeah, get his yeah. lats as wide as he can yeah. and stuff like that. And like I said, I think by this stage, I don't know if it's a case of him getting caught in his own hype. And like I said, I saw in a recent interview where he's saying, do what you're good at. Mm. Don't try and sort of stay in yeah. your lane type thing. Yeah. And I think by this stage, like I say, Arnold's becoming this massive sort of icon as well. Yeah. We've got the sort of the Van Dams, the Seagals, the Chuck Norris's as well. Yeah. And this action genre, you know, prior to this had been sort of Dirty Harry and yeah, sort of yeah. like, I suppose the before that was probably the John Waynes. Yeah. They become this new icon, this new sort of version of an action hero was this big guy with his top off, you know, you know, baby baby oiled up and, you know, yeah, muscles yeah, yeah. upon muscles. And I think he's got caught up in that. And like I say, by the time he gets to Rambo three, I think he's sort of thinking, Well look, this is making me shit loads of money. Yeah. I'm famous throughout the world. Yeah. Maybe this is the way I'm going. And I yeah, think yeah. by the time we get to the Copland era mm. is where he's a little bit older, a little bit wiser and yeah. he's thinking, Do you know, kid, this is not what you've gone to game yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. You know? But I think sort of there's a bit of a history then between 1988 and 2008 with the Rocky franchise. I think it passed into various different studios' hands. The the, the rights did well, M- after M- Coe uh, Yeah, Corral, Co- well Rambo went because uh, Coralco closes Andrew Vagner and Mario Casa uh, own Coralco that went tits up. And then I think with Rocky as well, it was United Artists yeah. got bought up by MGM, so there was yeah, a bit yeah. of a... So a it went on, and, and I think that a couple of times during that period, there were attempts to make a Rambo 4, and Stone just didn't, you know, the script wasn't right, the, it just wasn't going to happen. And I think, had we not had Rocky Balboa, we wouldn't have had Rambo. Well, ironically, he was looking to bring Rambo back 
before before mm. Rocky and then MGM greenlit Rocky Balboa and I think yeah. you know it had been two or three years since he'd made a film by the yeah. time he got to Rocky Balboa possibly Balboa. Spy Kids 3D it was Spy Kids 3D yeah yeah it was and then uh, I say with Rocky Balboa then he came back that sort of paved the way almost straight away for you know pe- let's be honest I mean with Last Blood now you and I both saw it separately but I'm sat in a cinema full of blokes my age. All right, my son's been corrupted and he's going to love Stallone films because that's what he's been raised with. But yeah. the average kid now doesn't really want to see an old man shooting people no. and hasn't got the same reverence for the characters yeah. that we've got. No. It's in the blood. It's natural. Peace, that's an accident. It's what is. When you're pushed, killing's as easy as breathing. that doesn't want to be someplace else but this is what we do who we are live for nothing or die for something your call by the time we get to uh, 2008 Rambo or as it's known internationally, John Rambo in certain yeah. types. Because I say in certain countries like France and Germany, yeah. First Blood was released as Rambo. Rambo yeah. So they couldn't sort of confuse things. Yeah. For me, the title they've given it there, John Rambo, I think is perfect. I love the fact that it's not Rocky Six, we get Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And I love the fact it's not Rock, a Rambo Four, First yeah. Blood Part Seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, but Sylvester wanted Sylvester, like I know him. We we needed to know that what we weren't getting was Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Yeah, but we we wanted to an extent because what we wanted was a film which was going to do what Rocky Balboa did for the Rocky franchise. Apologize almost for the mistakes for, made for the previous film, which it definitely does with Rocky with, Five. Yeah, absolutely, and close the saga off because this might be the last time because how old was Stallone in 2008? Oh, you're going to ask me now. I think he was about 63, 64. So how much longer are we going to believe him in this role? So at that time, this was probably the last film that we were going to see as Rocky Balboa was probably the last Rocky film we were going to see. Yeah, it's always the same theory. When a film, I I remember when Rocky Balboa was announced, you know, thinking, oh God, please don't. And then seeing it and being blown away. And then on the back of Balboa, even as impressed as I was, and I, I say it's probably my favourite out of the series yeah. now, I'm going to be completely straight, but uh, when I saw they were making another Rambo, yeah. I was like, oh, you're too old, mate. Yeah. You're too old. But what we have to remember is this guy is, he's not your average no. pensioner. No. I mean, and he has done all the steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, so we'll go into it then, Rambo 2008. So now we no longer have Jerry doing no, the score. Sadly, we're, we're, we're missing Jerry Goldsmith and sadly we're missing Richard Craner as well. Yeah, and we've got Sylvester Stallone is in the director's chair for the first time. Yeah, now it shocks me that it took this long, to be honest. Mm. When you saw what he did with Rocky, you know, I mean, obviously he doesn't do the original, mm. but then from Rocky 2 onwards, yeah. we've got Stallone in the chair. Well, yeah. bar Rocky V, actually, bar Rocky V, because yeah. that brings back the original director. Yeah, it does, yeah. But, you know, Sloan's got such a heavy hand in Rocky mm. and he seems to have had the same sort of influence over Rambo. It's yeah. surprising that it took this long, really. I think that it's probably a misconception amongst people that he created John Rambo. I think that there's probably... You'd average pub quiz. Yeah. If you said he only wrote one of these characters, Rocky or Rambo, yeah. I would expect as many people to vote for Rambo yeah, as yeah. for Rocky, yeah. And I think, um, I mean, we, we, we didn't see Rambo together. We've all, all of the Film 89 crew that, that 
regularly discuss these films. Well, it was it was a dark time. It was before the times of film eighty nine. It was before the times of film eighty nine. But I, I can remember going to watch it with Sky, and there was a couple of other guys as well from uh, from work. We went, and uh, we said, "Don't ask Rich." <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Rich too he's, young at the time. No, he's, he's just too young he hasn't grown up he has no facial hair he has no idea <laughs> <laughs> we, we arranged to go and it was sort of like almost sort of mockingly like mm. yeah you're going to watch Rambo tonight yeah, like yeah. That. and about three hours before I went uh, I went to my tech sidekick who's my uh, my oldest nephew at the time it would have been about 15, 16 mm. and he's like you know a bit of an internet whiz and I'm yeah. still I'm still trying to find Siri on my phone yeah and he said, oh, we're going to watch tonight, and Rambo. And I was expecting him to burst out laughing, and he went, yeah. it looks awesome. Yeah. And he downloaded some sort of red, it wasn't a red band trailer, but it must have been some, I would imagine for his time, probably like a sort of illegal stream of the mm. film where people are cutting bits of the violence. Yeah. And I said, oh, let's have a look. Yeah. And he said, it's only about two minutes. He said, but, you know, and I watched it, and it was part of the battle scene. Yeah. And I can remember turning up at the cinema and warning Sky and the others, yeah. guys, this is really fucking violent. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's a Rambo film. I was like, no, this is yeah. really fucking violent. Yeah. Like, if what I've just seen is in this film, mm. but even that didn't prepare me for yeah. this. But for me, a lot of the battle scenes in this and a lot of the sort of visual effects and the, the injuries, mm. it's up there with Private Ryan for me. I think it came in for a lot of criticism because of the nature of the violence. Yeah. And, and you know, you've got heads exploding you've got shin snapping you've got all the rest of it but I don't feel that it's gratuitous because it's it's real it isn't real but it, it's if you supposed to be real if you don't do that you get the cartoonish sort of yeah and what this violence, was doing there's definitely Rambo 3 from the outset and predominantly in Rambo 2 as well from the outset this was making up for Rambo 3 from the outset so yeah. you've got I mean the opening sequence has many parallels with, with the you know he's, he's, he's not living uh, where he was he, he's yeah not, we're, we're always going to bring it back to the Rocky sort of analogy yeah it is yeah. very much like like you say yeah. as we find Balboa a sort of broken man just yeah. content to lock himself away from the but world but he's, he's doing he's, I mean he's not he's not stick fighting and rebuilding a monastery but what he is doing is he's playing he's, he's, he's become part of this community yeah he's the boatman but he's also going going to find cobras and snakes yeah. for the the shows that the, the locals are doing and, and but it's again it's his sort of tracking skills yeah it's his sort of uh, rush of adrenaline and it's again I think it's staring death in the face again. yes it it's is, almost yeah. something that he can't get away from yeah, yeah you know it seems quite a strange thing that if you were sort of that sort of set against war that you'd settle on the Burmese yeah, yeah. sort of border. Yeah. You know, you'd want to be as far away, you know, yeah. I'd want to be in Malibu or something, yeah, yeah. you know, or Hawaii or yeah. something like that. You yeah. know? But he's, he's, what he's able to do because of his skills, he's able to sort of live off what's there, yeah. but also go into these, he faces, yeah, he faces danger sort of daily. But we get that sort of thing, like you say, he's very sort of insular, you know, even he's got his, like his crew working on the boat, he doesn't really seem to talk to him. No. When he goes to give, you know, the guy, the guy's like, "Oh, we need more pythons. Yeah. You know, don't bring me any more cobras." He's yeah. like, Fuck off. Yeah, you know, he's got that sort of. Yeah, he's not gonna let anyone like you get the impression he's been there sort of five years plus yeah. at least, and no one probably even knows his name. He is the Rambo that you would have you would have expected, certainly off the back of First Blood. Yes, yeah. And if this had come as a sequel, if this had been Rambo three. Yeah, it would have worked. I, I would have taken it. It would have worked a lot better. If Ram, if we could have raised one film in this series, I mean, aside from the fact that it's not a very good film, 
if we're going to raise one film into the series just because it's not needed, yeah, Rambo it, would, it would be Rambo three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've then you know we we so just to set up you know, to set up the film essentially you've got Rambo living very near to danger but just on the outskirts of it where he's living he's living in Thailand isn't he but he's very near to the Burm, to the Burmese war. There's obviously trying to ground it in reality. We've got real news footage being played. Yeah, of, of, of very graphic news. Ma- footage really graphic well. dead bodies. Just just the terror of war basically and, and what people are going through. So straight away we're back with a real real Rambo and real sort of real world. Yeah, and again, it's, it's it's striking home in there. It's 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 sort of saying look you know that if you look sort of 30, 40 years after the atrocities of Vietnam, this is still happening somewhere else, just, yeah, under, yeah. just under a different name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only difference is that America's not involved in this one yeah. because there's no communist yeah. threat, so, you know, we haven't got to worry about it yeah. type thing, you know, but it's still just as brutal and just as horrific and you know, you've got to feel for the people who are living there, haven't you? So then you've got the workers, um, the aid workers. Yeah, past, the past, past, pastoral aid workers. Yeah. yeah, so they've come over from America and they they obviously want, uh, they've learned about um, this guy who will be able to take them the by boat. boat. Man. The boat man. So Do you know, him. interestingly, I was going to say, because he's the boat man for most of this, and he, he also refers to, when she asks his name, the name Rambo was only actually mentioned once in this whole film. Oh, is it? And that's why I think this film should be called John Rambo. Because mm. it is more a story of John, John than, than it is about Rambo. Yeah, that's a good point, that is. So, he initially, again, refuses. The, the pastor sort of tries to kind of pretty much say, look, we'll, we'll pay you, it's, you know, we know you can do it, we'll pay you, just take us down there. Ain't about like, the money. Yeah. Ain't about the money. So, she appeals to his... She manages to appeal to him, and, and and he says basically, doesn't he? The only reason when he's on the boat, then the only reason I'm doing this is for her, not for you, yeah. because he gets hold of when he first shows signs of the weapon that he is. Yeah. You know, he he pins the guy against there, and then there. Are... But you get this scene then, don't you? When he goes past the sort of the pirate camp, if you like, mm. you know, he's doing everything in his power not to yeah. get involved in conflict, even yeah. when they try and board the ship, and it's only when he realizes they're gonna torture and rape the woman, yeah, that he takes them out. Yeah. For me, that's him going shit. I've just spent the last 10 years or 20 years yeah. not killing anyone. And now I'm back in it. And now I'm back in it. Yeah. You know, because, you see, it leads back to then, that you see, when he realises they've been caught, he goes back and he has his little, every good Stallone film needs a mm-hmm. montage. We have a little Rambo flashback that yeah. we have the Rambo's greatest hits and, you know, yeah. a nice little tribute to Trumpman as well. Exactly, yeah. Before the pastor turns up. The thing I think is more present with this as well is when he goes back and he burns the boat full of the pipe, the mm-hmm. pipe's body, he throws his knife onto the boat. Yes, as does, if yeah. like that's me. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. That's that's war over for yeah. me now. I've, I haven't killed any. Twenty years, I haven't yeah. killed anyone. Now I've just killed five or six guys. Yeah. As he said, killing's as easy as breathing. Yeah. it's just come back to him straight yeah, away. Yeah. But it's almost as if he's trying to remove temptation now yeah. because the weapon he had, yeah. his trusty knife, is going cool. on that boat and yeah. it's going to die with those. Bo- it's going to burn with those bodies. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets the worst news. However long later, they'd be taken. Well, interesting. I was going to say interesting because the the, sort of the church leader or the religious group's leader yeah. comes and sort of says to him, "Ask the one time you do get Rambo, yeah, John yeah. Rambo." Yeah, yeah. And I always, first time I watched, it, I was like, "That's fucking Troutman." Yes. Yeah. Now, obviously, Richard Crenna died. Originally, that was written as as Troutman. Yeah, they, were, they were thought of uh, recasting didn't James they? Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Thanos' dad. Yeah. Could yeah. Have been, <laughs> yeah. Could have been Troutman, but yeah. uh, I think Sloan made the right decision there. He did make the right decision. You can, you can bring certain characters back in certain films, but like we say, Krenner's not a massive star, but he is Troutman. Yeah, he is Troutman. I don't want to see anyone else be Troutman. No, that's it. And you've got that sequence then when they're, when they're helping, when they're in the village and they're helping, and then obviously when when the soldiers turn up and they and it and it is abs I mean we've already had a taste of the, of the, how the mind the mind yeah, and the, the, yeah, the, the, the river, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And 
you know, you know that they're they're using them as sport and it's it's their gambling and and we're just being shown that these are absolutely despicable human beings. Yeah, they've just no zero respect for these people, have they? And and the violence then that you that that has been commented on previously within the village, you've got you know, there's there's a sequence. I can't remember whether it's a child being carried, but you've got a sequence where a child gets. I was going to say I noticed that's the difference in uh, Rambo three when they attacked the camp. You yeah. see a, a very similar scene with a woman running carrying yeah. a child. And it's almost like, oh, the camera pans away and yeah, there's yeah. a flash of flames. And in this film, it's, there's a child running towards him yeah. and it just gets blown up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. again, I, I don't want to. I don't want people to listen to this and just think, we're going, oh, body count. Because oh. certain films are that. Yeah. But this just, for it me, just a, hammers home the brutality. Th- and and I, think, I think that's the point. I think that as much as anything else, Stallone felt that he had a responsibility in this because what he wasn't going to go and make Rambo three part two. He wasn't going to go and make no. this where violence is glorified and we've had you know war is you know war is always there, but it's been around I, this time. It's and, come it back in. and as much as people sort of non aficionados of the series mocked this film when it was coming out, oh you know what's he going to do? He's going to put yeah. up in his wheelchair and stuff like that. Had they tried to make Rambo three part two, it would have fallen into that because yeah, he is like a man in his sixties, yeah. but looking like you know, uh, uh, yeah. God, I'd love to have that physique, but I'm yeah. You're 40, let alone 60, but yeah. Obviously, they're taking captive and, and the mercenaries turn up. And it is the classic, the leader is the prick. It, 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 this is where it sort of, it goes, it steers a little bit into it almost, sort of... Yeah, almost, it almost goes back into Rambo 3, yeah. Rambo 2, well, First Blood Part yeah. 2 territory. Yeah, we got a little bit of... Yeah, we get, some, we get Graham McTavish, yeah. who's a Scottish actor, yeah. who's got the distinction of being the only person to appear in a Rambo and a Rocky film other than Sylvester Sloan. Yes. Because he's in Creed. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the, he's the manager. As, um, yeah. of, uh, what's his name? Ricky... Oh, God. Tony Bellew's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Creed! Hey, Creed! <laughs> you can't fight me, Creed! You're a paper champ! Creed. <laughs> they, they are a bit kind of I don't know you'd imagine them you'd imagine that as a potentially as a crew in perhaps one of the lesser alien films kind of thing you know you yeah well really... like, say we're, we're, we're sold it as like mercenaries but you've got the sort of classic tropes haven't you you've got the SAS sort of these fucking pigs need to fucking yeah, yeah. shoot the head you've got the sort of southern guy singing some riverboat song on yeah. the river you know yeah. obviously that won't give their position away yeah, exactly you've got the sort of jaded black guy yeah. <laughs> drinking scotch and, 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 and the, the the impossibly handsome Matthew Marsden Matthew Marsden of Coronation yeah. Street fame yeah. yeah yeah. who's the brummy who's the one of the best snipers that's ever been in that area for international uh, listeners we should explain that Coronation Street is the longest running television programme on British television yeah and is a soap opera, and is um, but he's yeah so something your mum watches, yeah, maybe yeah. your nan, yeah. <laughs> but he, in any case, so that so so there we are. That that that's the crew, and, and automatically again, these are they're there to to kind of assist Rambo, but actually he ends up not need or he needs Matthew Mars, he doesn't need the rest of them, does he? They they well, become. I, I don't know. There was something I liked about this, you know, the, the dynamic of putting him with mercenaries because you sort of see it a little bit in the second film when. He, you know, sort of meets Cove's character and the cover model fashion mm. guy who's behind him. He's like, you know, just just an extra. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he sort of like starts trying to be like, as he gets off the plane, you can, oh, gets off the plane, he's sort of like looking at him as if like, you know, real soldiers. Mm. But these guys, I think just on that boat journey alone, I think he starts recognising the sort of traits of like, yeah. I'm not going to say they're Baker Squadron, but yeah. it's almost as if like, he knows that in every group there's one chopsy one, yeah, there's yeah. one guy who like, you know, deals yeah. with pressure by singing a song about rivers or something. Yeah. <laughs> there's one who likes to drink. Yeah, and and he's he sat there knowing how things are likely to end. Yeah, and so, again, as the film progresses, you sort of get that almost like camaraderie coming into mm, it. And it, yeah. again, it does, you know, it does assist it because like we say, 
you know, not being ageist, but he is an older man as yeah. well, you know. So yeah. yeah, he does need a little bit of help, you yeah. know. And it's, it, it works for me. That does. Yeah. So we've got we've got a sequence in the camp then before they go in for the for the rescue, whereby where one of the the aid workers is taken out to be fed to the pigs, and then we later see him tied up, yeah. eaten by pig. Half his we, legs gone. Yeah, and it's really sort of again, it's demonstrated. I mean, we've had we've we've had the the dancers, uh, which then uh, sort of taken from the stage and. and uh, rapes yeah and you, you've just got constant your your well, like everything's turned up to, you know turned up to 11 but in a good way whereas the previous films have turned up to 11 with we can make this explosion bigger and louder yeah. and faster this is like we're going to show you more brutality than yeah. you've ever seen before this yeah you know, and it's you know when i say that i'm doing it this service to massive other great films like yeah, yeah. you know your apocalypse nows and your mm. full metal jackets but it's throwing that sort of by now cartoon yeah. action icon yeah. of Sylvester Sloan's Rambo yeah. and put it in a film yeah. that could easily be a storyline from a platoon yeah, or yeah, a absolutely. full metal jacket or whatever absolutely. Yeah. You know they 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 when they've been making their way to the camp they've seen that they've they've seen that bomb there that um, that has never gone off from yeah. World War Two and they and clearly obviously you know that's going to come back into place and very well and 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 <laughs> it's a nice payoff as well I think because obviously he takes the it was but it was it was nice to do when they know they're being tracked and he takes the the slither of the dress doesn't he and. It, it was a, it was a nice. It, well, it was he nice does thing. a similar thing in um, the, the second the, the second Rambo film, doesn't he? With with her red dress, has his bandana and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Callback that wasn't it. It's a film that we can. We've probably spent too long talking about Rambo three. When we could talk about this for a long time, and we haven't even got to last. But but I think that ultimately you've got then you know when you come into sort of the, the final battle sequence, if you want to call it a battle sequence, but essentially well, it's just, just all at war. It is. It is. It's ten it? fifteen minutes. It seems like, but it's probably a lot quicker. Yeah. Than that, but it's, but it is it is it is absolutely brutal. There are there are you know it is sometimes you you're watching it th- through through your fingers. It's so warranted. It is not. I I, I I am absolutely adamant. It is not gratuitous at all. It is not unnecessary if because you, what if it you, does that big anti tank and that he's got on the back of that jeep. Yeah. Which ironically the first idea was for Stallone to hold that. Right, yeah, well, and it's yeah. two hundred and seventy pounds or something. Yeah, yeah. He tried lifting it up and he could do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. it looked a bit awkward. Yeah. If you look at that scene there and you look at the calibre of that gun, I fully believe that if I fire that gun at someone at close range, they will turn to a pot of raspberry yeah, yeah. jam. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happens in that film. Yeah. The same sort of thing with the sniper rifle. I mean, people sort of mocking the fact that heads exploded and stuff like that. I mean, you look at the, the gun that was used in the Kennedy assassination, there's a lot of damage done yeah. with that, and that's like one-tenth of the power of that. So yeah. to, to me, it actually seems more realistic yeah. that that head explodes. Yeah, it does, it does. And I think that they were going for gritty reality. They were going for the same vibe as they had in the first film, but he is now 30 years older in a different scenario. Essentially, you could jump from First Blood to Rambo 4 or John Rambo yeah. and discount the other two films completely, yeah, you could. and it would still work. Yeah, it would. If, if, if that film had started off 25 years ago, he got mm. put in prison, he came out of prison seven or eight years, you know, yeah. good behaviour, and then went to Thailand, that yeah. would be all you'd need. Yeah, you could, you could. You know, the, the, the end sequence then, the, so the end scene, we've got because we've had the conversation, because he's the conversation he's had with, with the lady from um, the aid worker, who, who obviously well, she says you've only family at home. He goes, Father, maybe. Maybe well, father. Thinking, how yeah. old do you think your dad's going to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, was, you know, yeah. how old was your dad when you were born? <laughs> but, but she asks a question, doesn't she? she you know, she, she asks a question that, that perhaps we're thinking, you know, don't you wonder what it's like now? Don't, yeah. don't, are, are you not in the slightest bit intrigued about what has happened to America in all this time that yeah. you've been gone? We, we get that thing, we, the, we get the replay of the opening 
sequence from First Blood. We've got him walking along. Wearing the him, army jacket. With, wearing the army jacket with his duffel bag with a bit of a smile coming there. Yeah. We've got a bit of, we've got it for the first time. I mean, he's obviously been to the salon on the way because his hair's looking it's very beautifully coiffured. <laughs> it is. It is. He looks, he, you know, happy, dare we say it. He looks as though, or oh, contentment is perhaps coming it's in. It's almost that thing of Rambo, the fourth film, or whatever you want to call it, is the perfect ending. It is. It comes full circle. Like yeah. you say, we're introduced to a, a, a young lone ass drifter yeah. walking along with nothing to, to live for. We end on a more mature, battle-scarred veteran. Yeah finally accepting that he can come home. Yeah, and go yeah. And almost like the sort of 20 years in between the third and the fourth film, he's been st- stuck in a little bubble, in a yeah. little time trap. Yeah. And it's just that uh, one last time, he let the beast out. Yeah. He had to do it. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. He didn't choose to do it. His country mm-hmm. didn't ask him to do it. He did it for his own reasons. Yeah. And at that time, he was needed. Yeah. He did what he did. I think out of the mercenaries, I think only one of them gets killed. The rest of them he saved. I mean, yeah, yeah. McTavish is probably walking with a bit of a limp after having that bamboo shoved into his <laughs> yeah, shin. Yeah, do it. Other than that, you know, yeah. pretty harmless. And then, obviously, you you see the post box or the mailbox with Rambo on it. It's the classic sort of like it's almost yeah. like a Michael Bay film, isn't it? You yeah, have that sort of rusty old box. Yeah. But and he walks down that long drive. It's a to, long road. It is a long. It's, it's a, a long, long road. road. <laughs> it is a long road. <laughs> and by the end of the credits, he finally turns left into the farm, into the farmyard. He walks all the way down, and that is. And it's the a closing chapter of Rambo. Yeah, it's a it? beautiful end of the film, and thankfully they stop there. Yeah. We're dealing with an expert with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. I finally came home to defend the only family I've ever known. You must really want this girl. All she's got is me. She's coming home. You started this. I'll end it. Right, so moving on, we move on to uh, the current film in the series, Rambo Last Blood. As we have been talking about older films, we haven't given spoiler warnings, but with this film, we're conscious of the fact it's still in the cinema, and many of you may be planning on seeing it, and for whatever reason, haven't got around to seeing it yet. So we're going to give you a heavy spoiler warning. We will be discussing the film in detail. We will be giving away vital sort of plot details and twists. And that's your warning. So moving on, Rambo, Last Blood. Rich, your thoughts on this when this was first announced? As you can gather from um, from our conversation, as far as we were concerned, Rambo was done. And what a, what a perfect ending. There was no more perfect ending. From the trailers, clearly more of the same then in respect of violence and all the rest of it. Clearly events take place um, on his farm. But what can possibly happen to bring Rambo back into violence. Well, we find, um, we find a new Rambo, don't we? We find a content Rambo, let's be honest. Really. Yeah. We find a Rambo who's finally had a haircut. Which was jarring for me, because Rambo no, has see, to have a mullet. That works for me, though, see, because Rambo's come home, he's had his haircut, mm. and he was, trapped in a, he was trapped at a certain Maybe, time. Maybe, yeah, yeah, okay. It was about time he got his damn haircut. Okay. But it, it appears that, you know, obviously the father he was going home to was, was either dead by the time he got there, or yeah. was... Died, died since because we're, 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 we're 11 years later. Yeah, 10 years later. Periods, yeah. 
it's quite conceivable that he might have gone there and perhaps you know actually got some sort of time with his father before yeah. he passed. Rambo seems to have built up quite a sort of content life. He's got his little farm. He's again quite isolated. Yeah, but you know he's successfully sort of like breeding horses by the looks of it. Yeah, we've got we've got um, the the lady who, who lives with him. It's never explained. We assume that she's the she's the grandmother of. Of yeah, she is because she daughter. says yeah, she says about her mother, the mother dying. Yeah, she? so but I think initially it, it isn't it isn't really sort of it doesn't explain how these how these people come to be here. Whether they no. whether perhaps she was the the, the housekeeper or the, yeah, whether she was for his know, dad for his dad. Yeah, um, and perhaps Rambo's just sort of like become part of the adopted family. Yeah, but he seems to be sort of quite happy in the fact now that he's living with the grandmother. Yeah. Teenage daughter, the, teen, the teenage granddaughter. Yeah, you know, obviously the mother's passed. We later find, mm. and he, you know, he seems to have built quite a life for himself. But we do still have little flashes of what's been going on. That he seems to have built a labyrinth underneath his farm of tunnels. Yeah, and still seems to be quite handy at making knives. I think initially, isn't he? He's he's making some something out of metal, but it transpires that he's making a part for like plowing. Stuff. Yeah, I don't know what he's making. To be yeah. honest, some sort of farmer. I think we're supposed to initially think that he's making weapons, but it's it's yeah. not. It's it's a kind of you know. But yeah, he's made this network of tunnels. Clearly, he's you know, has he got has he not got enough to do on the farm? He's comfortable in this in in this relationship that he's got. He's got this this sort of um, surrogate daughter, but she's at a crossroads in her life. She's about to go away to university, and you know, we we find Rambo now, where he's once again he's facing kind of being on his own again almost or or the the motivation for well as it would appear to begin with because when she says she's you know she's going away to college and she first of all she wants to meet her father it seems to me like he's trying to talk her out of it but then we later find out that you know at some stage john was witness to sort of the brutality yeah. that her father sort of did yeah. you know there's no jealousy in it it is it's yeah it's, i was it, gonna say yeah it, it came across to me first of all that perhaps it was a little bit of jealousy yeah. but i don't i don't think it was was it so he's he's very content he's you know there's smiles there's laughs there's waves as she goes off in the car he's, he's kind of he's showing her around and we know that he's obviously very protective as as john ramble would be in, in the father role but he surprises her doesn't he by saying well you you can have your goodbye you can have your leaving party here come and go and show show your friends the tunnels i'm sure they'd like to see them she's gabrielle she's a young girl yeah she's got you know some some friends mm-hmm. i would imagine that do you want to come to my house and see some tunnels at yeah. that age probably wouldn't be a selling point but no. again he's trying his best isn't he? but yeah. i think it's more a control thing is so he can keep an eye on her that's exactly what it is yeah that's you know? exactly what it is but like i say we've got um gabrielle wasn't it, it was played by a vet monreal mm-hmm. and uh you say we've got the sort of the uh the older lady playing the uh, the grandmother there's a little hint of he's taking tablets i think they're supposed to be like antipsychotics antidepressants uh, yeah, we we never we don't know who he. I mean, he's he's a bit. Uns- we see him taking tablets at the beginning, don't we? And then we later see, we sort of later see them again when he's taking the tablets. He seems to be a bit unsteady on his feet, a bit shaky. Yeah. So he's taking it, and then he goes to take his tablets. And obviously, the stress of the situation that he's in at that time, which we'll come to, he sort of throws them away, doesn't he? Like, I don't need these tablets. I'm not going yeah. to take these tablets anymore. As if you're kind of you wonder whether or not you know we're obviously seeing old man Rambo. We're, you know, and it's it's you know. His body's failing him, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, well, even if we if we go by the sort of the law of Hollywood, the characters don't age to a certain degree, and you know, Harrison Ford can still play a fifty year old man at eighty, or yeah, yeah. still be Indiana Jones, or whatever. But I think we have to accept with Rambo, given the fact that he was in the Vietnam War in the seventies, yeah. that he is of a certain age. Yeah, absolutely. He must be pushing, you know, yeah. he must be in his seventies. Yeah. So the character must be old. Yeah, and they and and they choose to tell us in the story. I mean, they don't give a huge amount away narratively, but they choose to tell us that 
he's been there for a decade. Yeah. So automatically they're setting it roughly around now. Yeah. Because they they they, they, they have chosen to, to, to yeah. tie in, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So we've we've got the granddaughter then explaining that she she's been in contact with an old friend and she wants to go over the border to Mexico to go and find her dad because she feels like she wants to and then we have what could possibly go wrong. Exactly. What and and straight away Rambo You're not going, going. going. And she does. Believe it or not, otherwise it would be quite a short film. <laughs> so she goes. So she crosses over into Mexico and sort of quickly finds her friend's address. And if and if if, if friend is sort of this film has come in for quite a bit of criticism for its portrayal of, of Mexico and and I think that I, I think it's it's perhaps reasonable to an extent in, in how they've painted it. What I would say with this, some of the criticism about the sort of stereotypical sort of uh, Mexican sort of people I can kind of understand because everywhere looks like a slum. Yeah. Everywhere, everyone seems to be a gangbanger who talks ASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of understand that. When I saw her friend, she's like the sort of typical sort of like Charo, yeah. you know, woman gang member. Yeah. She could be in Fast and Furious as well. Yeah. She, that's, yeah. But what I would say, with the sort of thing of uh, Rambo just shooting Mexicans and doing Donald Trump's work, as I read one review, <laughs> yeah. I think you're stretching a little bit it there is. because he is taking on the Mexican cartel. Exactly. You know, we're not. <laughs> it is. It is kind of a stated thing that they're not the nicest people. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Rich. Yeah. So, the, and, and and exactly, and I think that the, I think that a lot of the the negative reaction is. Again, is quite often. It's knee jerk, though, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, it's knee jerk. There's a lot of people that probably haven't seen the film anyway. And there's a lot of people who write reviews and say what they think is the right thing because they think it fits them into the right group and the right people to follow them. She's a bit wary of her friend, obviously, the circumstances. I think she feels. She would be. You would. <laughs> she feels that perhaps she's a bit out of depth that she made the right decision, but ultimately she wants to go see her dad. And she meets Papa. And she meets him. And, um, and he's not. Well, initially, he seems. A bit sort of surprised, a bit overwhelmed that she's there. Uh, I thought there was going to be tears and hugs, but yeah. it's followed by fuck off. Yeah, basically, it's it's sort of. I think that they have a doorstep conversation that probably should have taken place, maybe second or third meeting. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of. He she asks straight away, "Why did you leave us?" And 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 he's not well. He's not interested, is he? And he basically says, "You know, I never wanted you." Um, You're holding me back. Yeah, and, so I've um, got myself back on the Mexico. Will I appear to have a young family? Yeah. So basically, yeah, big fat fuck off. Um, yeah. At that point, what 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 trouble is she going to get into? Now, I assumed that her dad was going to be the path to trouble. That yeah. he was going to be involved with people, and perhaps in visiting him, she was going to be kidnapped whilst he wasn't looking after her properly. But of yeah. course, no. We have that twist then, in a way. You know, he, it seems like a friend is kind of complacent in it. I don't know if she takes her to that club so she can be kidnapped, or if she's just planning to rob her or whatever. I th- yeah, I think that she's 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 looking for opportunity. She's an opportunity. She knows the sort of people that are going to be there, yeah. and I think that sort of sort of dallying with the idea that perhaps I, c- I could steal from her, I could uh, or, or something worse, which is yeah, what I happens. could perhaps sell her to the sex trade, but for some reason not get kidnapped and sold to the sex trade myself. Yeah, I'm quite worked that one out. No, maybe, well, maybe she's. But anyway, the long story short, we basically get, which is in some quarters quite rightfully being compared to the storyline from Taken. Yeah, this, this where is. Where the young girl is kidnapped and sold into sex trade. Taken, I've got to be honest, I think is one of the best. There seems to be a genre based now in, and Liam Neeson benefits from it gratefully, in sort of like old man action stars. Yeah. And it's one of the better ones. Yeah. And I think to a certain comparison, again, we're constantly going over Stallone's age. He's going to bring us up mm. after this and say, come on, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you promised. Come on, guys. But, you know, he's a certain age, you yeah. know, and he fits nicely into that role as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, it, it is that thing straight away within, you know, I think the next sequence that we see her in, we obviously see her getting, we, we, we see her drinking, we see the powder going into the drink. 
we know we know what's coming. And then she's in a corridor with with lots of other girls in similar situations, and you know they're being they're being told that you know essentially you're gonna you're gonna do what you're told, otherwise you're gonna. Now this is where the film to me now goes away from Taken because Taken for me was very sort of like they kidnap these girls, they're gonna kill some random extras, but yeah. the, the main girl's gonna be okay. Yeah. This one seemed to be straight away. I felt that I felt the threat for her straight away. Yeah, they, they, she was definitely, and I think that we needed that. We needed to see that because again, we're knowing Rambo that we as we know him through through the previous films we need to see the, this person who he now loves more than anybody else is protective over we need to know that she is in serious shit and we, we get the motivation so we get the motivation for him to go and do what, what we know that he's going to do and what we think we know that he's going to do yeah. so she gets I, it's not I Maybe I missed it, but it wasn't. I wasn't entirely clear on how the grandmother found out that she'd been taken. We later find out that it was her friend, right? Yeah. Through, but at that moment, it's I re- think he just puts two and two together. Doesn't yeah. He? I think she gives him the address of the fat. Yeah. The father and the yeah. father says she turned up here with her friend. Yeah. He finds the friend. Yeah. Yada yada yada. And then, so obviously, I mean, he gets he goes over the border and he gets down there. He finds the friend speaks to the dad and then then something happens which I was surprised that it happened but I thought it was the right thing to happen is that he gets the shit kicked out of it but I quite liked that I yeah. thought it was good because I thought it was going to be a case of you knew you weren't going to rescue her because mm. we were only 15 minutes into the film yeah. but you thought oh they're just going to escape and take her to another place yeah. and he's got I, I envisaged him in Mexico a lot more than he actually was yes. the fact that he sort of turns up and to begin with, I know you had a bit of an issue with this, where you're saying, well, this is, this could be any role, it doesn't have to be Rambo. Mm. I kind of like the fact that we get Rambo sort of almost like stalking out the vi- the sort of setup, the city setup, yeah. sussing out how the exits, the entries, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, and then realising he's being followed and trying to give people the slip. Yeah. And it's almost like, without trying to sound so cliché, like an urban jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have that sort of, almost like the, the sort of Brazilian sort mm. of favelas or whatever they call them, the sort of yeah. Mexican version of that, where you have all these little staircases yeah, and yeah. You know, alleyways and stuff like that. If this was Rambo 5 being made in 1989, oh. he would have avoided them all. He would have got up there. Placed the same text on the side of the building. Yeah, and, and, and he would have managed to have got out of that, that situation. Not, not Nowhere near as many of them would have followed up to the roof. And he would have, in short, sharp, would have got rid of them and would have sorted them out. So maybe, you know, are we to believe that perhaps because he's older, he's not quite as sharp as what he was, and his age has contributed to the fact that he's, but he's in a completely alien environment. Well, it, it seems he seems to be shocked by the start that people are using mobile phones mm. to tell, you know, to get yeah. his position away. And it's like something he hasn't almost sort of bargained on. Yeah, yeah. And that, when I saw that, I thought, oh. As far as I'm concerned, this is the beginning of the end for the film for me, because after what comes now, this is where it starts to go downhill for me. So we have him. I like the fact that he he faces up to the gang. He knows at this point he can win this fight. He's basically just trying to talk his way out of it, but still sort of when he calls the uh, the Martinez brothers, was it Martinez? Yeah, Martinez brothers. The one calls a whore and stuff like that. You see he almost goes for it. Yeah. And like you say, he gets the absolute shit kicked out of him and a bit of a Rocky Balboa ice swelling as well. I yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Again, if this was Rambo of the 80s, he would have seen to them and possibly the... Or, or they would have taken him hostage or prisoner yeah, or whatever yeah, and he'd escaped, yeah. yeah. But now, now we've obviously, we, we've missed the fact that whilst he was in the bar doing the inquiries... The, a sultry lady yeah, who noticed him. Who, for me, was a cross between Karen Allen and Jessica Jones... Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, and just a hint of April from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, is she a cop? Is she a reporter? What who is she? She's clearly interested. She's 
what, what, what's she, she's going to come to his aid. We know that somehow yeah. she's going to come to his aid. Yeah. And then, it did, it did, fleetingly, it did cross my mind, well, is this going to be the love interest? Are we going to have a love interest here? Take me back with you, Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not again! But she manages to get to the roof relatively quickly after uh, unspotted un- by the horde of, of Yeah, well, you, can, you, you see this deadly cartel who decides the best thing they could do after kidnapping this American citizen... Yeah is to kick the shit out of another American citizen, mm. carve a V in his cheek, yeah. so we'll remember him. Yeah. Which I thought they were Martinez, but I thought, oh, it's Victor Martinez, I get yeah. it, I get it, the yeah, mark, yeah. the V. And then leave him there, so he can go back across the border and potentially yeah. raise it with the authorities. Yeah. I don't know. But they but they do and, and they do address that on screen, don't they? Yeah. Because the one brother says, we need to kill him. And yeah. and, and I think that they misjudge, oh, or clearly it's Rambo, they misjudge him, but he's an old man. He's he's been lucky to get to where he has. Yeah. They're going to give him the because nobody's worth you know no in their eyes nobody's worth nobody's yeah. worth it kind of thing you know then he's he's going to have the shit kicked out of him and that's the best that he's going to do because they own the city so he can go to the police he can go to wherever yeah I suppose he's he got that corruption thing yeah, yeah they're never they're, he's never going to come back or if he does come back if he doesn't manage to come back again then they'll kill him yeah you have your chance is, mate yeah your chance. I get that I take that he's then. Helped into a, into the car by she, um, she takes him back, takes him back, she and then the classic sort of trait of putting a wet towel on his face. Yeah, he's on the sofa. He's on the sofa. They give him some paracetamol. Yeah. The doctor comes and gives him a few stitches. Yeah, four days later, um, he's miraculously healed. Yeah, his his face is looking. Do you remember the last boxing match I had, Rich? Do you remember, <laughs> do. Do you remember the damage I had to my? I know. It was one tenth of that. Yeah, I had a black eye for two and a half weeks, yeah. mate. And this is it. <laughs> this is where with Rambo we've gone back to hardcore reality the emphasis being on on it being as true to life as possible and then now we're getting we're getting the hint of a bit, this, of, a bit this, of rambo 3 again we're getting a hint of you know like he's recovered incredibly quickly it's just shades of cash grab about yeah. this yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i spell um, franchise yeah <laughs> they have the conversation he finds out what her motivation is her motivation is that his sister was was kidnapped in a similar fashion and killed. But there was one scene, in the one part in this scene, I was like, what's that claw hammer doing in the background? Yeah. We have the bomb in part four, we have the claw hammer yeah. in part five. Yeah, yeah. What's that claw hammer doing? Yeah. It's quite a tidy apartment. She yeah. seems, perhaps she's been putting some shelves up. She's left the claw hammer up. Yeah. So, so you say miraculously healed. Miraculously healed. Four days later, you know, he, he knows where he's up against them. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you, you know, you're in Mexico. Yeah. They've probably got the same sort of relaxed gun laws that America's got. Yeah. There's a claw hammer over there. Yeah. Now this bit, I thought was fucking tremendous. It was, it, and this the, again, this was this was Rambo oh, using. Do you know what? We've skipped over the main, the, the first part of. Oh, this is Rambo when he's trying to locate the girl in the first place where she's being kept and he finds one of the yes we have and we get this great scene where I thought he's going to slap him about a bit yeah and he slaps him about a bit how have we forgotten this bit and then bowie knife to the leg and you yeah. think oh that's quite brutal that's quite yeah oh yeah that looks, that looks quite realistic we're, yeah. we're on board for the power four yeah? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah and then we had something which is I don't think we've ever seen in a Rambo film or any type of action film like this where you almost have that sort of like hostile type yes thing. Because he breaks the guy's collarbone with yeah, the butt of the knife. Yes. And then proceeds to stick his hand inside the injury and pull, pull the bone out. out. I was sad. i got to be honest, in a fairly sparse cinema. Yeah. There were seven people in the screen, with me. Yeah. I had two guys behind me, but in front of me was a, a, a couple. As I was looking at her thinking, I'm wincing at watching yeah. this. She turned around, punched him in the arm and said, I fucking told you I shouldn't have come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is yeah. everything I want from a Rambo yeah, film." Yeah. If the girl, if the girlfriend in front of me yeah. 
is slapping him in the arm and saying, yeah. I fucking told you, I fucking yeah. told you I should have come. I was like, yeah, this is good, I'm on board with this. That was, as good as it was, I think you've got a far better argument for that being gratuitous over the stuff that was in Rambo. As awesome as it was and how well yeah. it was executed and how well it was done, if it was backed up by the gravitas that we had from Rambo, yeah. then then it'd be fine. But it wasn't. Um, and that scene was the, the scene was awesome. It was. But it was awesome, but unfortunately, doesn't fit into the Rambo genre for me. No. If Rambo, if he pulled a knife on Rambo and Rambo taking it off him and stuck it through his throat or whatever like that, you sort of accept that this yeah. is Rambo the soldier. This seemed to be more Rambo the Kree's killer. Yeah. Probably closest to the sort of what we were presented with the Morel's book. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're thirty. Yes. Five years off, third, oh, God, yeah. probably forty years away from that since, aren't we? And you can't help but th- you can't help but think that there was an element of we've got to top the shin explode, the shin snapping. Yeah. We've got to top that as well as as well done as it was, and it was that kind of well, you know, it's an entirely new setting for Rambo. I'll, I'll take it, but unfortunately, you know, we we had so we come back to that sequence then whereby he, he goes, goes through the house with the claw hammer. Yeah, so he's, he's oh, in through the brothel, brothel whatever, through, through the brothel, the brothel yeah. The claw hammer. So he's he's. I uh, like that scene. Yeah, that was, was really good. That, I was, I was that felt like Rambo. I was pump watching. I yeah. was yeah, good. And it was a, and it was that thing of he's not he's not he's not gone to a gun shop to buy guns. He's not he's not tooled he, up with. He's utilised what he's got. Yeah, there's a claw hammer there, yeah. and I can do some serious fucking damage with that. And yeah. that's exactly and what exactly he did. With, and I got to be honest again, if you smack someone across the head with a claw hammer, I've yeah. never been privy to seeing that happen. But I would imagine that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, the blood yeah. splatter. And it the felt it, it felt genuine. Yeah. It? Perhaps in other films, when he when he entered each room where there were girls, obviously they were, they were being utilised as prostitutes. Get out! Get out! Get out! Free, you're free! Thank you! Thank you! Yeah, but but not in this. They're it petrified. Was yeah. Absolutely petrified. Like yeah, and there was. I thought we were gonna have a. I might be wrong, but is there not a sequence in Taken whereby he turns a girl over and you think it's going to be his daughter? It's, it's not. It's, it's, oh my God, she's dead. Yeah. Oh wait, wait it's, it's, yeah. it's her friend. Yeah, he was a friend. Wasn't it? That yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, sorry, it's just a mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in this one, the girl lying on his side facing the way is actually here. Yeah, and he, he instantly thinks to look at her arm. I don't know why he instantly thinks to look at her arm. He I, sees all of them, the track yeah, marks. Yeah, the her track arm. marks. And the, the other side of it is as well. As horrible as this sounds, I think she's already been used for the purpose yes. that they intended as well. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, you know, she's lost her innocence, haven't she? Well, I mean, yes, she has, and we've 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 missed the the sequence whereby, much like they cut the V into oh, his. Oh gosh, yeah, they cut the V into yeah. her face. When they, when they when they first injected. And I say, her. At this point now, I'm realizing this is not like I say. When I sort of heard the plot of it, without even hearing or reading or anything, trying to stay away from stuff, I was like, this sounds an awful lot like Taken. Yeah. And then when you're seeing things like that, you're thinking, oh, hang on a sec, this is. Yeah, okay, it's a similar premise, but yeah. this is done to a much more extreme yeah. sort of yeah. stanza really, isn't it? Yeah. So we get so he gets he gets her out of the um out of the brothel, into the car. I'm convinced at that point that the cartel are gonna come. Yeah. And he's, they're gonna the he's not I, gonna get I away thought from he's there. gonna be chained to a mattress, yeah, bed spread or whatever it was a, yeah. a, a spring bed yeah. <laughs> being electrocuted yeah. by Stephen Burkoff <laughs> any time now, I thought. But they get away. Yeah. And then they, you know... And you have this creep in the car where he's trying to talk to her, he's trying to keep yeah. her awake, and you're thinking, oh my God, they're almost home. Yeah. And then she passes out. Well, they, they go through the border, don't they? But they don't go via the it's traditional funny. route, they go through the fence. But yeah, so he's talking to her, she's clearly she's clearly not very well. Stay with me, you know, talking yeah, to her. But she's going to be okay, in yeah. we're going to get home uh, now, she's going to be okay. Yeah, we know yeah. that... She's safe now. Yeah. They're going to clean it up, give some chicken yeah. soup, she's going to have sweats for a couple of weeks, yeah. she'll be fine. But no. She's fucking dead, mate. She does. She's fucking dead. Again, as you say, taken with balls. That was, that was really that it, it was it was a really bold thing to do. It was something that even I just watched a man's collarbone be pulled out, mm. 
I still was expecting the saccharine happy ending of her yeah, getting yeah. back home and like in two days time being a bit pale yeah, but yeah. wearing a jogger sat yeah. there watching TV yeah. and being okay and they're going to turn up at his farm looking for her looking for her obviously yeah, yeah. Um, and then she doesn't but then and this is where we, we we may disagree on it it's at that point this is where I said that it was built into a point in a certain bit but now I didn't buy the emotional impact I don't think that they they sold I don't think that it was written or which is quite strange when you think this was written by Stallone yeah again directed by Stallone yeah technical assistant the original director Ted Koscheff yeah say. it just I don't I don't think that that I didn't buy into his grief she was very generic 17 18 year old American teen girl who's going off to college she was she was a disposable character we, we yeah. didn't we didn't spend a great deal of time with her we accepted Rambo's relationship with her but that was that was off Ram that was off Sylvester Stallone's acting yeah. not her acting yeah. I, I could be honest I found the first sort of five minutes a little bit tweet to be honest yeah. it was kind of like oh, I want to go for long course rides and I'm going to yeah. tell you to stay away from boys and stuff it was yeah. awfully generic wasn't yeah. it and, and, and I, but I think that was intentionally done. I, you know, I will give him praise for that because it was sort of like saccharine sweet. And then to see her sort of like drugged out of her eyeballs yeah. and, you know, yeah. let's be honest, potentially raped several times at yeah. least. And then dying. Yeah. It was a complete sort of like left turn there. Yeah, right? massively it was. Rambo goes then, as we'll come on to talk about, he goes to some ridiculous lengths by way of revenge. So to say that I don't buy his reaction to it... You know that it, that, that, but I don't feel that when you've seen Rambo, when you've seen Sylvester Stallone's you acting Rocky, in Rocky, Copland, yeah, you know, all the Night Hawks. <laughs> but when you see him every time, every time in a, in in the Rocky film since Rocky Five, when he's talking about his passion for boxing, when he's talking about Adrian, particularly when he's talking about Adrian, yeah. he, does grief he, said, he does grief. He does grief really well, yeah. and it and and this the sequences when he's talking. About that, the need for something in, in Rocky Balboa when he's when yeah. he's when he got the fire, you know, in, in, yeah. you know, that beast inside of you is eating me up, and, yeah, you know. And he's got the thing is with Stallone now. I mean, James Hancock's review of it, he said, you know, he saw works like a sort of like almost like a monster, a, a sort of movie monster now yeah. because he he's still a huge bulky man, but his face is very sort of hangdog now. Yeah, his yeah. face is very old and weathered yeah. and stuff like that. You know, the grief in his eyes seems to shine through yeah. a lot more now yeah, yeah. because of that. And it, and that eats me I, up. Uh, uh, listen, this is the turning point for the film now. I'm thinking at this point, is this film really only 90 minutes? Yeah. Now, a lot of people are giving me praise, and I've you know, read a lot of praise for it, that, you know, much like the other films, I wanted a longer film here. We needed a longer film because we needed more character development. Yeah. It just seems like he goes back, sort of tells the grandmother, sorry, they have a quick hug. He somehow manages to bury her on the land without yeah. reporting it to anyone. Yeah. And then it's like, right, we're off to the races now then. Let's yeah. go fucking chop some heads off and make but, some weapons. But even, like, he sends her off, doesn't he? Like, he, yeah. you would, with everything, you know, he's going if to she, his sister. If, if, she'd, if she'd turned around and said to him, you've let me down mm. and, he, you know, you, you, yes, and, you, know you, couldn't, you couldn't save her and, yeah. you, and it made it more of a sort of an act of vengeance on her behalf. Yeah, yeah. I could have kind of understand. It yeah. was almost as if she said, oh, she was actually really good at it. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Man. She was really good. Right. But it was kind of like, Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll put a medal on a grave because I'm a soldier. Yeah. And then, you know... Yeah. At what point now, we need a longer film. Yeah. This film should have been, like I said to you before we started recording, this should have been No Country for All Men. It yeah. should have been Logan. It should have been yes. the Monday take on a Western. Yeah. yeah. It should have been the old gunslinger yeah. who has to fight once more. Yeah. All we were given from this point on, and again, this is a major trait that we're seeing again and again and again, I'd seen the last half of this movie 
in the fucking trailers. Yeah, the almost almost the final sequences in the trailer. Yeah. And again, you know, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I like the fact that Rambo goes over there and chops the guy's head mm. off. Do we really need to see Rambo dropping a head out of a moving vehicle mm. as he's driving away? Yeah. We're moving away from what Rambo is. We're yeah. moving more into hostile territory. Yeah, we, we are. It's like almost torture for him. So we've got, so we've got him sending off ditching here. We've got him, the horses, <laughs> the horses that he's reared and cared for. He's yeah, just, yeah. Off you go. Because they're just not going to come back, are they? No. They will just run wild and free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're free so now. So he sends the horses off and then he's in the tunnels then. And then all of a sudden, oh, what I'm waiting for is the Home Alone music. Yeah. Because this is where it turns from Taken into Home Alone. Because no, he is... I agree with that comparison. It kind of works with the tunnel stuff where he's being the traps and he's rigging things up. Obviously, we have got the Home Alone thing. But we also have to remember that Home Alone was kind of a parody of First Blood. In much the same way mm. Gremlins 2, the next batch, yeah, yeah. was kind of a parody of yeah. Rambo. We, it worked with Home Alone because we'd seen Rambo do it yeah. so the cute thing is when we see Macaulay Culkin do it to the burglars yeah. we sort of think yeah. as a child we used to go over the woods and try and make yeah, traps yeah, and yeah. stuff you know because <laughs> we'd seen first yeah, play yeah, yeah. so it kind of works you know again if you see what he does with the sort of guerrilla warfare yeah. tactics he's using in first yeah. play to me, it works. That there's callbacks that, as well. Yeah. There's there's the spikes that come out of the wall yeah. and all the rest of it. But it it then cuts to a montage of him laying loads and loads of traps in this underground. Like like he knew at some point yeah. he was going to need to use his. I need to put that shotgun by there. Yeah. I need to put this axe by there. I need he, to put this. So he, he lays all of these traps. He sets everything up and all the rest of it. And then then he goes back over to Mexico. Goes over to see the lady again, and she says, you know. Don't go looking for them. Leave Don't it, John. Leave it's it. It's not worth it. Leave it. So we then get him go into the One Brothers hotel room. We don't see what happens, but then we see we, the end result. We see the end result because we see the, the, all the reporters and all the carnage and all the rest of it. And then, as you see, the the van is van driving off and the head being dropped out. And at that point, as daft as what it sounds, when he was on his way back into Mexico and he's going to see him. I sort of forgot about everything that he'd done at the farmhouse because yeah. I thought now we're going to get the now we're going to get the third act. And he's going to take the cartel apart in Mexico. Yeah, one by one, using the tactics that we've seen in First yeah. Blood. He's got his yeah. urban jungle now. Yeah. It's going to be Predator 2. Yeah, yeah. He's come to the city with a few days to kill. Yeah. Job done. And and I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous as well, because then when he's then on his way back, it's like, oh, yeah, they're... they're they are going to... Because he left his driving licence behind. Driver's license. But then he obviously had two driving licences because when she found, the, found him lying there, she looks at his bloody driving licence and finds out what his name is. That, was, that was his blockbuster card. <laughs> oh, <is> it? <laughs> <laughs> um, his name is John Rambo. His last film he rented was Home Alone. <laughs> so yeah. it, all, it all comes um, out full circle. So then he goes back, you know, and, and quite predictably, the cartel, the head of the cartel I is mean, basically, come. I mean, I'm not going to knock this scene. You know, it's the 18 with blood again. Uh, well, it's an 18 with blood and perhaps a little bit of Freddy Krueger thrown into yeah, it. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's a great fucking scene, don't get me wrong. You know, it's fantastic. It's brilliant action. And anyone who loves it, and anyone who's rated it, I'm not going to knock you for it. Yeah. But for me, it's not what I wanted to see in this film. It's it's it is a good it is a good action sequence. We've now got CG instead of practical effects. So yeah. when when the when the explosions are going off in the tunnels, we've got the land falling in, and it's blatantly CG yeah. land falling in, and it looks shit. And again, we go back to sort of like 1982 with our mind collapsing, yeah. and we think there's not a hint of CG there, yeah. and we're talking about it now. It looks perfect. Yeah. We don't need to do yeah. this, people. We don't it, need to do it. But again, it's it's that it's that classic '80s trope of 
bigger and badder. Yeah. So rather than it being a small section, now these tunnels that he set up all over the farmland, the whole farmland is going to turn into almost an like, island a, because a of maze, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, motor. Sorry, I mean, yeah. And and whereas in the first, where whereas in first blood, um, he picks off the the police, knowing that because the sheriff is the general and he's going to come in last. In this circumstance, he has no way of knowing that Martin, every, Martinez yeah, is going to be the last one. But it seems geared well, for him was, to there, be the there last was, one. No, there was one scene where he pointed a gun at him, he was going to kill him, and he realised he wanted to kill him last. Yeah, but... But it just seemed to but, be pointless to yeah, me. I've got to be honest, in the heat of the moment, I'd have probably just shot him. Yeah, but <laughs> and with all the traps being set the way they were, Rambo had no way of knowing. Oh, no, he didn't think, and then... And then you'll be the third man in, so yeah. he won't get on the spikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it seems to be geared towards that. There, there didn't seem to be an element of chance at all. It was yeah, it was, was almost as if he meticulously planned it. And yeah, this for me, I say, is where the film loses its way. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, like I say that last scene. I like the callback with the doors, five to one music. Yeah. that's good because you got that old Vietnam connection and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You would have been around at the time. But it, it just it's all just a bit too predictable. And like I say, unfortunately, we'd seen most of it. Yeah. So we've got the the, the final sequence. I, I'm very conscious of the fact that we've perhaps spent a, a third of the time talking about the main review than what we did about First Blood. But yeah. it, there, there we are. That goes to sort of... Um, I think that says it all. Really, yeah, it, it does. But then, so you've got the final... The, you know, not the final sequence, but the, the final showdown then in the barn. Rambo then with the Final arrows arrow, and the bow and arrow. Finally using it. And that's a, that's a, that is a great shot whereby he pins him against the wall. Yeah. Shoulder, shoulder, bollocks. And then we go up and they're face to face and... He says, you cut my heart out. Yeah. You ripped my heart out. And, and, then, and this then, is awful, mate. I it mean, is. It's dread. We've had the collarbone. We've had the collarbone. We don't need to see him cutting someone's heart out. If he just gutted the guy and just left him or slit his yeah. throat or whatever like that, it would have been swift act yeah. of vengeance. I could kind of see. This was just like, it was almost as if 15-year-old me would have thought this yes. was great. Yeah. 72-year-old Stallone. Yeah. Why are you thinking this is a good thing? Yeah. As he cuts the guy, it's a, it's a common trope. We haven't we alluded to the fact we're going to talk about hot shots part two, but we've gone on far too long. Yeah. The thing of, of pulling out a man still beating heart, and, yeah, show, yeah. and it's fucking, it's actually beating. And you can hear the dung 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 dung. It's not even just pulsating. Yeah. You can actually hear the beating of yeah, the heart yeah. and showing it to him. Yeah. It's something that's been done so much yeah. in like films like the hot shot series. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the, the spoof type films. Yeah. I mean, every sort of like kung fu. I would rip out your heart. And, I mean, this isn't happening on fucking Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely absurd. I mean, we're, we've we've also missed over the fact that by this point he has been what should have been fatally shot in the abdomen, fate, uh, and shot in in the shoulder just above sort of the right there between the standard wing him shot. Yeah, just winged him. Yeah, just winged him. Um, he, he's he's fought through and he's carried on, and then we've and then we've got that, and then we've got him walking out onto the out onto the veranda, sitting in the rocking chair, sure. and looking at the, at the American planes, and I thought, yeah. Okay, this is this is. I feel slightly let down by this. Yeah, you know he's going to sit there now. He's the country that he fought for. Mm. The country that rejected him. Yeah, he's going to sit there with his last dying breath. Yeah. He's going to appreciate the beauty in front of his eyes. Yeah. We're then treated to a montage of Rambo's greatest hits, which we titles. which we totally disagree about. This is fucking awful. <laughs> Tell me one reason why you like this. Probably because. It you know, should be good bits. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Sadly, because at this point, whereas you say it was, um, you know, it was, it was sort of satisfying him sat there and looking out. At, at that moment, I thought he's going to fucking die on this chair now, and he should die because we don't need yeah. any more Rambo films. However, when you go back to the first film, the whole, the book was one thing, but yeah. Sylvester Stallone bringing the heart of the character to it, bringing that 
what we have wanted from getting to know the human element to this character, this tortured human being, is we've wanted some sort of retribution for him. We've wanted him to have his happy ending. And I'm yeah. a bit of a romantic myself, but I wanted him to have that happy ending. And that happy ending came at the end of Rambo. I was going to say, this is the thing with Rambo. Rambo is essentially a character, and this is why I knock against this little... They do, the montage they actually do for the Rocky films is in the worst films, in the Rocky Five. Yeah. And you see the sort of like black and white still photos. Yeah. And the Measure of a Man by Elton John. Measure of a Man by Elton John, another classic. You sort of look back and it's almost like, I don't know, I got, you know, you're the same as me, you've got a very strong connection to the Rocky films, but it's almost like looking through an old family album. It is, that's, and, but that's, the, that's, and that's what it's meant to be. That's what it's meant to be. It's yeah. like, you know, do you remember the time Paulie pulled that face? Yeah, do you remember yeah, the time yeah. Rocky did this? And that's great, and it's lovely, yeah. and it's warm. And to do that with a Rambo film, Rambo's not supposed to have a happy ending, yeah. it would appear. Yeah. And they did it perfectly in the fourth film. They went, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. he does have a happy ending. He goes back home, and yeah. that's it, the end. Yeah. If you're going to bring the character back, yeah. it's got to be for a reason. And for me, as much as I, not going to say love the character, but as much as I enjoyed the character, it was to die. Mm. And it was to give him a send-off, and it was to give a much deeper film. Where I won't agree with you with the fact that this isn't a Rambo film. It, to me, it does... He, he still feels like John Rambo to me. But what I would say is, the film itself is not worthy mm-hmm. of John Rambo, especially after what we've seen with 2008's yeah. film. So, what I've, as we've been talking about it, you know, I, I enjoyed the montage because I like a montage. And it was showing what it did was it, it just enhanced for me. That old family good. album. Do you remember that time in <laughs> Vietnam? Like, yeah. Do you remember that time I blew a guy up and I fucking exploded out of But ways? what it did is it showed. <laughs> how good the series was yeah. and it showed all the, the action but actually what it was doing now i've realized this is that's rambo john rambo sat in his rocking chair he's remembering everything yeah. because at the very last shot then is him because one of the horses hasn't run away he's no, fucking come back, back. <whistles> yep so he's then Troutman managed to get a- Samuel was called <laughs> yeah. after Samuel Troutman. <laughs> so he's managed to get on a horse and he rides off into the distance possibly to go and have more. However, he's now fucking wanted for the mass murder of a Mexican cartel because at some point there's going to be some sort of this patrol. Girl, they're going to say, what's this dead girl doing buried on your farm? Yeah, <laughs> and, and all these bodies in your tunnels. Yeah, surely you, now, why have you got tunnels? <laughs> yeah, surely now he's a fu- he's going to be a fugitive because he can't go to the... I, I, drove, I drove home from the cinema and I was distraught because I honestly thought this was going to be a fucking masterpiece mm. and when I heard it was 90 minutes long that knocked me a little bit because I thought and I thought okay I'll give it the benefit of doubt and I'm basically a man child mm. and when I saw the previews I was like oh, he's killing people yeah. I came away and I was just like this I'm not going to say I did enjoy the film there were certain parts I really enjoyed there mm. were certain twists of the part yeah, yeah. that I thought this is great yeah. and it was, up until about two thirds of the film I was thinking this is building up to something I know it's building up to like a battle scene but I think mm. it's building up to something more important than this yeah. what that is yeah. you know Tick the box, whatever box you want to take. Driving home, I thought, he should have died. Mm-hmm. He should have died. And I thought, he did fucking die. Perhaps that's like flashing before his eyes and the last thing he sees Maybe. in his mind's eye is him riding Maybe. on the horse. I Maybe. don't know. Maybe. But I'd given myself closure by the yeah. fact that he did. There were certain points in it. I certainly, you know, we knew that he was on the farm. We knew that so there were certain things that we knew about the beginning. We didn't know the personal circumstances. I quite liked... It didn't feel too forced, the relationship and everything. And yeah, it was quite good. I mean, I, I mean we knew it was that he had... special, but it wasn't, yeah. We, we knew that he had no family. We knew that he had no brothers or sisters. So it wasn't going to be a niece. It was going to be some sort of relative of a friend that he's sort of got. So that wasn't a surprise. We knew there was going to be something like that. So I accepted that to a point and And it felt like Rambo in a different circumstance. But in the conversations we had before the film, my reservations, no pun intended were that it's going to be a film too far and it's going to be 
an old man action film by by the name of Rambo. Yeah, insert insert your character. If he yeah. wants to know, it could have easily been Liam yeah. Neeson. It could and, have easily been and, and what, what, Kevin Costner or whatever. Yeah. My overriding thing from the end of it was that that was right, and the only real service that the character of Rambo and the backstory of Rambo does is to tell us that all bets are off. Yeah, you know. So, so we know. Yeah, you can almost accept the fact, rather than having the usual thing of, he's just a chef, yeah. but he was ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah. You know he's already a green brewing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, it is a Rambo film, but there are elements of John Rambo within it. If he was Dave the Chef, yeah. then I probably would have enjoyed the film more if it wasn't Rambo, because it does, for me, a massive disservice to Rambo 2008. It's Toy Story 4 again. It's that thing of... Yeah, it's just pushing it too far. It, it is, and I think that... We just compared Toy Story to Rambo. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah. <laughs> but I do genuinely think that, that, that that's the problem. I think, it, 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 for me, it's not a Rambo film. Rambo, part of me thinks that after they released Rambo, and some countries called it John Rambo, someone said, we should have called that Last Blood. Yeah. If we'd have called that Last Blood, that would have been... It's a perfect ending. So, that, oh, we're going to have to do another one now because yeah. we have to find a Last Blood. Allegedly, he's been planning this since Rambo hmm. and he was waiting for the character to get older and he wanted to allow a significant amount well, of time. He could have just avoided a few more injections, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, he wanted it to be yeah, an yeah, organic yeah. time span. Yeah. I don't think as much, to be honest. I, I mean, I can remember two, three years ago reading a, uh, an interview with Sloan when he said, if I was to bring Rambo back now, I have an idea and it's mm. no country for old men. Yeah. I was immediately sold on that. Yeah, James yeah. Cottle, the late James Cottle, mm. said to me he expected it to be small town America yeah. with him fighting a cartel on behalf of the town. Yeah, yeah, Would have yeah, been yeah. a great turn. Yes. So you had the small town turning against him, coming yes. full circle to the small town yeah, and getting yeah. behind him. Would have been a better idea. Would have been. I'm quite confident that I'm not going to sort of just sing my praises, but any member of the film 89 team or any member of the film Twitter fraternity that we all talk to, that if they've been shown that film as a rough cut mm. with a budget uh, to go back and do reshoots could have made an infinitely better yeah. film. Yeah. To me, to bring an iconic character back 10 years after you've resurrected it literally from the dead and, yeah very successfully done it and to bring it back you've got to do it for a reason yeah. other than the fact of oh it's another Rambo film yeah. to me this is Rambo 3 being made three years after yeah. the same sort of thing it's just a money spinner yeah. as much as I respect and admire Stallone I feel a little bit let down by all this yeah. I'm going to be honest I feel like it was if we don't do it now we're never going to do it yeah. and you know Creed has been successful what I hoped I, I said to you before, what I hoped was that we were going to have a creed to Rocky Balboa it's in the Rambo series. Well, you, you and I are massive Rocky fans. Like you, like you say at the time, I can remember, I can't remember if it was me telling you or you telling me about the idea of a creed and mm. the other one just going, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, that film ended perfectly. Yeah. Rocky Balboa is a perfect ending. Yeah. Why would you want to spoil it? Yeah. And then we saw Creed and we were pleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Creed 2. Yeah. Oh, creed, yeah. creed poo? <laughs> I don't know. It was quite telling I've never yeah. done a review of that yeah. one, isn't it? But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, so I think then to wrap it up then, I mean, one of the, what, what I have to mention, because I have to say something positive about uh, about Last Blood, was the score. Yeah. What, what Brian Tyler did with Jerry Goldsmith's score for Rambo and Last Blood is modernised, brought up to date. There's obviously the echoes of the original theme. But a lot of homage pay there. Massive homage pay. And it's and it's some of the music is so stirring and, and it's 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 really well done. And I think that you've got the military trumpets in there that very reminiscent of the Captain America theme. Yeah. I, I think that possibly one of the only plus points of Last Blood for me is the score. I really do. I, I've the the longer time has gone on, I, I came out of it and I had a bit of a conversation with Sky and 
I thought I hope Neil hated it. I really. He's like, "Oh, it's because, great!" Yeah, because I think I don't know how we're gonna have it. I don't know how we're gonna do this podcast if he, if 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 Neil loved it. And no, the more the more that time went on, much like I did with Toy Story Four, the more annoyed I got with it. It's it's the type of film that if it was on Netflix tomorrow, I would probably watch again at some point, but I wouldn't rush to watch. Yeah, there's no way I'd be going back to the cinema to watch this. Yeah, you know, I come out and it's like I'm still a little pit. Pant that I've seen him like you know throwing spears through people and you know yeah. that sort of drive home. I'm sort of yeah. thinking I'm a little bit let down by yeah. this and I got a little bit of an empty feeling in the bottom of my stomach and I shouldn't really have this. Okay, so so based on the fact that we didn't score, well I tell you what, four, I tell you what, because it's a new film, I tell you what, Rich, hit me with some figures. Give me a marks out of ten for Rambo Last Blood. Rambo Last Blood. I'm going to give it a five out of ten. I'm going to go one better, and I I can't believe I'm saying this to be honest, but. For a Sloan film and especially a Rambo film, I'm a little bit let down. I'm going to give it a six. So, it's the average between the two of us. Add them up, split the middle. So, we're going to say film 89 verdict of five and a half out of ten. Um, so, we didn't give a verdict on the other the four films. And we should explain as well that this is completely unannounced. Me and you decided to do this last night. We haven't done much prep. You, much prep for yeah. it. We've just basically we've seen the film so many times we just thought, yeah. what the hell, we just watched the film. Now, usually... The better, more organised version of this show. We'll ask people for a top five. Yeah. We last night I put something out on Twitter, kind of. Yeah. Didn't have a chance for anyone to get back to me and I haven't checked Twitter for the last couple of hours, so people better come back and with scores. But we haven't done any listener yeah. questions, we haven't done any top fives. What I'm saying to you basically, Rich, is this has been a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's rank then, right? So you and I will rank the top we'll, five. We will rank the top five. And that will be definitive for everyone else. Yeah, the, yeah, this this is yeah. Oh I actually I've got gyms. But it's oh, the yeah. same as mine, so that's right. fine. Okay, so you over to you. You, in your opinion, Rambo are we going top to bottom? Yeah. So yeah, number one. Done. Number one, first blood. Yeah. Number two, Rambo. John Rambo slash Rambo four. Yeah. Number three, Rambo first blood part two. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about that. Number four. Rambo five last blood. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. Rambo three, mate. Sorry. Okay, there we are. So mine, almost the same. First blood is in first place. Of course. Rambo. Is in second place. Good man. First Blood Part Two is in third place. We're we're cooking on the we're same cooking. gas. <laughs> and then I'm gonna do the I'm gonna pull the old switcheroo. Oh my god, Rich, And no. for me, in fourth place is Rambo Three. Yeah. And in last place is Last Blood. I think the way that I've rationalised that, despite the fact that we gave Rambo Three such a paste in, without Rambo Three, we wouldn't have had Rambo. It's it's something which has grown with us. It exists. It's the it's the Rocky Five of the series. Yeah, not as bad, but it sets up a, a better film. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got it's got its established place. Yeah, on a rewatch, ten o'clock, flicking through the channels, Rambo Three is on. I'm going to sit and watch it till the end. Yeah, I've got no intention of watching Last Blood again. Mm, okay. So, <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, Rambo Three. Therefore, I mean, it's slightly less piss poor than Last Last Blood. But for the rewatch factor, that's why I'm going to play okay, it. Okay, yeah, I can't argue with that. There right. we are. There we have it. There we are. And the that's end of the, the end of the show. Yeah. Just us two talking. So, uh, as usual, guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Neil underscore Gaskin. And you can find Richie on Twitter at Richard underscore Roberts. You can find us all on www.film89.co.uk. And our Twitter handle is at Film89UK. 
there's been a number of articles uh, that we've been chucking out over the last few weeks. That very good Rambo one, I thought. There was a very good Rambo <laughs> one. From all the Film 89 crew, the site and the podcast is going from strength to strength. We get some awesome, awesome reviews, awesome feedback, and we can't thank you enough. I mean, you know, this is a little sweeter from what we normally do, um, but we would really sort of welcome any sort of comments. Be kind is what yeah, we say. any feedback. But um, what, what we would say, if you did enjoy the show, obviously if you can give us a good rating on uh, Apple iTunes, iTunes, because that seems to be uh, bumping us up the charts yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. We were number one in, in Japan, Japan a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the, uh, it's, it's outstanding. It's really, really good. I mean, you know, massive gratitude to to everyone who's listening, everyone who's subscribing, everyone who's interested. Please tell your friends, and um, we will be back very soon with an episode, episode thirty six. I would imagine thirty six. Yeah, I don't think we know exactly what's going to be as of yet, but we will be back very, very soon. So, um, and as Sky would usually say, stay safe, stay happy, and as I would usually say, Richard, stay classy. Thank you very much. Dear, dear, kill you. You could use a friend. <laughs> <laughs>